This episode brought to you by Audible. Mikey, you want to try and do it? Yeah. I'm gonna do you? Can I, you do it? Is today it. the right. day? All right. This is it. Okay. All right. Don't fuck it up. You guys, this episode is brought to you by audibletrial.com slash horror virgin for a free book. And 30 free days to get you and started. 30 free days. In oh, God. Sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> AudibleTrial.com for 30 days free and a book to get you started. And for your book recommendation, Jen, for the most obvious book recommendation for this movie. Yes, today I'm recommending It by Stephen King. It is what this movie that we're covering today is adapted from, and it's awesome. It's really long, but the uh, Audible version is read by Stephen Weber from Wings. All right, everybody read It. This episode also brought to you by Nick B. Hey, Nick B. Nick B is one of the best. And Nick B wants you guys to check out God Country at GodCountryFilm.com or God Country Film on the socials. Yep. It It is our friends from Modern Horrors, Luke and Jacob, trying to get a film made. This episode also brought to you by Carl. Carl. Hey, Carl. Welcome to the party. Carl has a Twitch stream, right? He does. Carl is actually one of my Twitch friends. Ah. And if you want to watch him stream video games, his Twitch is twitch.tv slash Carlos, M-O-L. So big thank you to Nick B and Carl for being our Burn It Down Patreon patrons. So if you want your very own Patreon shout out, go to patreon.com slash horror virgin for a lot of great perks. Do you think Nick and Carl are going to become best friends? I think Nick and Carl are going to hate us forever. They probably will. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Thank you for the support. And we're sorry. We really appreciate it. Honestly, everyone supporting the podcast Mm -hmm. is amazing. Those that can pay on Patreon are those that just tell their friends, family and coworkers about us. Yeah. Seriously, you guys are doing extra. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, all of that. The family is growing a lot. It is. And it's we're a little bit blown away by it. Anyway. Hey, Todd, would you mind bringing the theme music in, please? I think Viagra makes you last longer. I think it just helps you get it up. I think it both, right? I don't think so. Are you, you're supposed to call the doctor if you are hard. Yeah, for more because than four hours. because all it does is in, is like increase the blood flow no, 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 to I your think, dick. You can finish and still have it going on. Well, that's what I mean, but it doesn't keep you from finishing. Yeah, but if you keep going, as you finished? Think about it. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Virgin, everybody. We are classing it up today. Hey guys, I'm Jen. I'm Mikey, and I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd. Hey. I'm so excited we watched It Chapter 1 today. This was our listener request episode from March. We yes, asked it was. for a monster movie, and you guys delivered. Do you and think this is like a monster movie, though? I do think it could be considered a monster movie, because It is a monster. I don't... So, okay, so I asked that question, too, before we saw it, and I can sort of see why it does fall into that, or could yeah. mm-hmm. fall into that monster category. What That's not where I would it? put it originally, but I can see it. What would you, what other category? Or oh, just like a psychological you fuck you and I hate Todd. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like a monster is a creature that doesn't have like special powers kind of thing. So it's monsterness is the creepiness or is the horror factor. Right, right. So it can't shape shift. Like Jaws is Like a Lake movie. Placid. Yeah, Lake Placid. <laughs> Have you is seen that, that a horror movie? movie? Of course I've seen it. It's Oliver Platt and Betty White <laughs> at their best. I mean, it's definitely a horror movie, I think. Is it? Horror comedy, maybe. If it is not a monster, what is it? Well, I didn't read the book, but I know that it is a weird space alien spirit creature monster thing. What? It's a space alien? 
So let's get into this fucking movie because it's, yeah. it's a long movie. Now, let me say the book is significantly different than the movie. And I'm going to do my damnedest to only talk about differences if they actually matter to the story. But if you are curious about the book or if you've read the book and you want, shut up. If you want to. De- <laughs> <laughs> the listeners can't see the looks Mikey and I were giving her, but I guess you could guess based upon what she just said uh-huh, to us. By how it distracted <laughs> me and lost me my train of thought. If you are curious about the book and you want to listen to some really fantastic podcasts about the book, check out the Stephen King cast. It's He's got about three or four awesome episodes about this. Or just email Jen at info at horrorvirgin.com and you guys can talk about it ad nauseum. At jimferatu at gmail.com. Yeah, okay. I would love to talk about this or any other Stephen King stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we start out on a rainy day. With two rainy boys. They're One of them bedroom. is sick. One of them is sick. They're not faking sick. He, no, he's not no, faking he's actually sick. sick. He's actually he's like, sick. I'm really sick. I can't help you. Mikey, it, it's called acting. Uh, was it? Yeah, it did come off a little bit as he was faking sick, but I think he, you know, would have gone out was, and played if he was. That's why he felt guilty about him disappearing. No, he felt guilty about him disappearing because he made him the boat and then the boat got him killed. Right. Even if he was sick or not, he'd feel guilty about exactly. that. Exactly. So he makes the SS Georgie, which is like a little paper boat. It's um, also the younger brother's name. Yes, exactly. Which is why they call him that. Um, so he goes down into the basement because they got to put the paraffin wax on the boat so that it'll float. Yeah, in so the it'll water. sink. Mm-hmm. And he goes it's just down. Some kids do, you know, before TV was a well, thing. Okay, and so we talked about this too, and this is maybe a good time to bring this up. So the book is set in the fifties when they're kids, and the eighties when they're adults, and so this is something that kids in the 50s might do not necessarily when maybe kids in the 80s i don't no, know if they it, would do it or not. this movie takes place in 1989 yeah when bands like the cult and guns and roses and, exist. Was on the block. and and mtv was a thing right? right like you would be watching tv you wouldn't be chasing an origami boat in the rain right and they updated a lot of the things that happened in the book to fit the 80s but i'm yeah. glad that they didn't change this because this is such an iconic part of the book that i think it works anyway and it doesn't matter to me that they wouldn't do it in the 50s so anyways georgie's out and he's chasing the boat and the boat <laughs> so when georgie is running under the barricade things yeah, and he yeah. hits his head on the second one i mm-hmm. laughed out loud that junk was hilarious i don't think it was so funny yeah, I but don't, i don't know what that, i think <laughs> i think something's wrong with you i think i literally went ha, kids are dumb you did do that yeah and then he ran so then the boat flies in or floats into the sewer and which is the only place it can go exactly but if you're close enough he could have just picked up and grabbed it but he that got this is so true yeah yeah he got bonked by the barricade and so he lost he wasn't it got away from him anyways it goes down in the sewer and then we see Pennywise there I hate Bill Skarsgård oh I love Bill Skarsgård oh he's such a bad actor Mm. although I think he did great in this what do you not like him in that oh Hemlock Grove yeah Hemlock Grove did you watch Hemlock Grove? I watched both Why? seasons of Hemlock Grove because it was like watching a bag of shit on fire. And his <laughs> performance in Hemlock Grove specifically is fucking horrible. You watch okay, so, so if you many want shows. a show like that, you've got to come with me. Yeah. Jen. Riverdale. To Riverdale. Yes. Oh, fun fact. This was shot in Riverdale, Toronto. <gasps> you should watch Riverdale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to watch Riverdale. If you watch Hemlock Grove, like Riverdale is a thousand times I, I hate watched Hemlock Grove. It mm-hmm. was was no. so That's bad. why I watch Riverdale. And specifically, Bill Skarsgård was fucking horrible. What does it. he look like without makeup on? He's dreamy. Yeah. What? Yeah, have you seen him? He was in uh, Assassination Nation and he was great in Castle Rock. So Pennywise is in the sewer. Pennywise is in the sewer talking to Georgie. Do they talk about anything consequential? Like He's just like, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers and Pennywise mm-hmm. is like, well, I'm Pennywise, the dancing clown. Yeah. We're no longer strangers. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Georgie's like, well... 
I gotta go because <laughs> this is weird. Right. <laughs> like you're in a sewer. Yeah. Why are you in the sewer? And you're a clown. But he's also like six, so it's not that weird to him. I still think he thinks it's weird. Like what? he, he oh, yeah, doesn't he does yeah. think it's weird, but he doesn't think, oh, you're a, a pedophile that's gonna kill me. He's just thinking, huh, this clown. Well, I mean, I've watched the movie and I still don't think that. <laughs> the only pedophile in this movie is Bev's dad. That's true. <laughs> we'll get there, Jen. And then he goes, well, if you're gonna leave, let me give you your boat back. Pennywise goes completely land shark and bites his fucking arm off. Mm -hmm. And then when the arm stretches all the way out, like it stretches so Uh long and grabs him and pulls him back into the sewer. But what he says is Bill's going to kill you if you don't get your boat back. So he has to reach his arm in and that's when Pennywise grabs him. And then he arm, no arms out. But did you see the woman behind on the, with the cat? Mm -hmm. Who saw what was happening and then walked back in. Yeah. That's that's a theme, isn't it? Because there are, there are a few shots where like grownups are like driving by in a mm-hmm. in the car or and they just don't do anything. Yeah, or they don't see threats that are around or they're just creepy grown-ups. What's you know? that about, Jen? Well, that's part of the town. The town is yeah. just like a poison town. I honestly thought that they just couldn't see Pennywise. Like they can't. Uh, no, because they drive by the the bigger kid getting bullied. And yes, they, they make eye contact. Bigger with kid, the, the little guy. Yeah, the little guy. Ben. Ben. I don't know who that is. Can you describe him to me? <laughs> He's the the chubbier one. <laughs> oh, He's the, the fat one, one that writes Bev the postcard. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the one the that lover. does the research. He's the one that likes uh, Nuka's on the blog. Yeah, the nerdy one. <laughs> yeah, there's lots They're of things about guys. him we can say. We'll yeah. get there. I loved that guy. I, I loved Ben so much. That kid was a good. Yeah. Okay. So, but yes, there. The theme in this is that adults in this town really can't be trusted. And I sort of feel like true to eighties when you're when you were a kid, and I grew up in the nineties. Really, like the yeah. most of my formative years were in the nineties. But <laughs> my parents didn't care. Like during the summer, they'd be like, "All right, be back by the time it's dark outside." Yeah, that was yeah. my life too. Yeah. Yeah. We used to just go outside and play. Like I didn't yeah. ever want to play outside, but I could have, and I would just wander around my neighborhood, you know. But not all of us did. I really did go into a sewer when I was a kid. I did too yeah. it was yeah i, I, why? I was way braver no are dumb oh, stupid yeah <laughs> we were yeah. so dumb mm-hmm. i all i no i wasn't I'm wa- totally dumb, like a flash flood could have killed me yeah <laughs> so georgie crawls out with no arm and what happens in the book is that he just dies and they find his body and they have a funeral and he doesn't get dragged back in the sewer and the reason i say that is because what propels the story of this movie is that they're trying to find him and in the book they know he's dead and it's more of like a revenge story they're trying to get revenge for him they're not searching i kind of like that better yeah i do so now we're at school and we start to meet our losers club. Yeah, we meet, meet our cast of characters. By the way, I noticed your shirt. Yeah. Jen is wearing her losers club. Dairy. Is it Dairy? It's Dairy Maine. Yeah. Dairy Maine. Yeah. The and that's the SS Georgie on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I wore this when I saw this movie, too. Nice. Yeah. So we've already met Bill, but now we meet Richie and Eddie and Stan. So they're four kids together. Yeah, because they're walking hall. out of class. And this is where you learn that Richie is like a foul-mouthed, funny, awesome character. Um, do you mean a younger version of Todd? But he wears glasses. So I- oh, sorry. A, gla- a bespeckled Todd. Yes, I don't wear glasses. <laughs> but other than that. That's the yeah. only difference. Put a horror virgin cap on Richie. Take those glasses off. Yeah. You got yourself a horror virgin. He's a winner. You got yourself a winner, guys. <laughs> he is one of my favorite parts of yeah, the movie. He's of great. course he is. Yeah, when he's he was playing the for best. Summer, he's like, I'm going to go train on Street Fighter all summer. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, he wants to be in Street Fights? I didn't quite understand that line until you see him playing Street Fighter later in the movie. Yeah, I was like, that Training. makes no sense. All right, so we meet those four guys, and right. then we walk past our bullies, who are just the most stereotypical bullies. Oh, baby Kevin Bacon, and then the other two, his and cronies. tall, dark bully, and burping bully. Yes. And Boy Scout cap guy. The main one is Henry Bowers. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, we have baby Bacon, mm-hmm. he's the ringleader, and the other two, Humpty and Dumpty, don't really matter. They don't really. And then we also meet some female bullies too right here, we right? We do, Oh, yeah. this is when it's playing Colt's Love Removal Machine, which is a badass song. <laughs> love Removal Machine! I love that song. Anyway. So, yeah, our bitchy girl is going into the bathroom where Bev is hiding in the stall smoking a cigarette and they're calling her sluts and they're being really mean to her and then they pour a bunch of water this into the This is so gross, can. man. I felt Ugh. so bad for her. And they dump the garbage on her head. Ooh. And it's, it's girl bathroom garbage. Think about mm-hmm. what is thrown away in there. I'm telling you what, that this part got to me probably more than any other part of the movie. It was it gross. It really, really made me disgusted. Yeah, it's I, gross. I, it wasn't, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was real disgusting, but I felt bad for her. Like, yeah. it's just, you feel bad for her immediately. Well, yeah. and that's a big theme in this book, too. Like, there is some harsh bullying in this yeah. movie and this book. And that's something that pops up with Stephen King over and over and over again. Like, yeah. the bully with the switchblade. And I just wonder, like, what kind of kids Stephen King went to school with, you know? And then Bev and Ben have their sweet little moment outside. Oh yeah, outside because yeah. Ben God, I, Ben is so great. He really Ben is, is trying to bicycle away holding what looks like a class project uh-huh. or whatever and he's listening to his uh, Walkman and mm-hmm. Bev walks out and she's like you're not going to be able to do that or yeah. uh, let me buy because he's blocking the stairwell. Mm-hmm. She's not being mean about it she's but not. she's, you know, let me buy. Yeah, and he's, he's really <laughs> nervous. He drops the project and mm-hmm. she's like those bullies are on the other side of the, of the, of the on school. On the west side of the yeah. school, yeah. So you don't have nothing to worry about, so it's okay. Take a breath. It's clear they don't know each other and that Ben is the new kid at school because no one signed his yearbook and then Bev signs it. Yeah. Well, then also it's like, you know, everybody just calls me new kid and she yeah. goes, there's worse things to be called. Yeah, like slut. And yeah, like she was just called earlier <laughs> in the day. You can tell he's just as hard as he's ever been in his life. So much so that he doesn't even ride his bike away. He like pushes it away and he's dragging his um, headphones like three feet behind him. He's like the definition of Twitter pated in that Oh moment. yeah, he's and the actor who played him I think is the best of the children actors. Well, mm-hmm. Bev was great as well, but I think of the boy actors, yeah. he was my favorite. Yeah, Bev, Ben and Richie I think are the three that really stand yeah. out. And Richie's from Stranger Things. Like he's yes. done a lot of he's Which done a lot of work. Ben's, Ben's the fat so kid. They're just talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they all they all get mixed up in my head. So then we see Bill in his house and he's got this elaborate hamster maze looking at maps of the sewers under the city. Yeah, he's trying to figure out where his brother is. Yeah. And yeah. his dad gets so mad. He's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, it's dead. Give up. Yeah. Does he say that? Yeah, more uh-huh. or less. I mean, he may not say those words exactly, but yeah, he's more or less like, he's dead. Get over it. Right. And yeah. Or in we a, need to in move an angry on. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't see his dad in like the rest of the film, right? No. No, he's floating. Yeah, there really aren't any adults that we either see or can trust in this movie. Okay, so that brings us to Mike because then we see him biking over to the meatpacking or the, the butcher. butcher. Shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got all his like little cuts of meat in his bicycle and he's hiding from Henry Bowers. And then he goes into the alley and he's going to go in, but he starts to hear banging on the door and he sees hands. Oh my God, out. this scared the hell out of me, man. Yeah, this was a pretty scary scene. And so it's hands coming out of the like burn 
burned hands. And it's like eight sets of hands. Like it's not just two hands. Yeah, it's, it's a, a bunch, bunch of hands. There's yeah, like, there's like glowing fire in there. Yeah, yes. they look all look burned. Jin, does that is that like a reference to something? Because it yes. doesn't explain it. Okay, so the structure of the book is that the two stories of grownups and kids are happening parallel, and it's um, like the adults will flash back, and so the main beats of the story happen to the kids, and then they happen to the adults, and it's going back and forth. And in between each of these major events, there are little they're called interludes, and there remember when Ben was talking about like this happened in this year, and then this happened, and it was the Easter egg explosion thing, and the black spot fire. So there are interludes where it tells those stories of all of the different things, and it goes into a lot of depth. And so one of them is the Black Spot nightclub, and in this nightclub, it's called the Black Spot because it was like in the forties, and that's where the black people were allowed to go hang out, and some people who may or may not have been part of a club burned it down and killed all the people inside it. A, a club where they like wear stuff on their heads? Yeah, they had a specific outfit that they wore. They're ghost cosplayers? They were ghost cosplayers. Oh, God. Yeah. They were ghost cosplayers? Hard oh, K on that one. Oh, it's the Ku Klux Klan. Ah, yeah. So that, but there is a lot of racism in this book. There's a lot of like the bullies are super So the racist. homeschool kid was probably called the black kid. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason that Henry hates him. And is chasing him. Oh, I thought Henry hated just all the kids younger than he him. He does, but there are specific reasons. Like, there's a reason he hates Ben. No, he keeps telling the Mike to, like, don't ever come into my town. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, and racist, that's the only person he dad. says that to. I did notice oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and his dad is not the cop in the book, but he has a feud with Mike's dad in the book, and it's all about race and trying to, like, run his farm out of town. Yeah. And Mike Henry kills Mike's dog in the book just because... He's racist. So since we're talking about it, Mike's story is completely different in the book. And the book gives him such a better story. And that's one of the big problems I have with the movie. So Mike sees the hands coming out of the door and then the door opens and he sees what looks at first like meat hanging like a big animal hanging from the meat. I honestly thought it was a person who was just up on meat hooks. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, and then it turns into Pennywise. The the glowing lights, and then you mm-hmm. see Pennywise, and yeah, then, hanging on ugh. the meat hook. Yeah, and it's really scary. This is the first time we see his whole body. That's true. Yeah, other than just his face, he mm-hmm. comes off the meat hooks and starts running at Mike, and then the car, the baby oh, bacon's that's car, right. that's almost it drives over Mike, and Mike jumps out of the way at the last second, mm-hmm. and then when um, the car goes by. And I think Baby Bacon goes, get out of my town. Like they Uh stop and yell at him. And then they drive off. And then it's the nice guy, the only Mm -hmm. nice adult in the whole movie. (laughs) The only nice adult. The only nice adult in the the whole movie is like, hey, man, are you all right? So like he sort of became, well, I mean, Pennywise is no longer there. It's just the nice adult. And then that scene sort of ends, right? It just ends. It does. And then the next thing we see is Stan. Scary scenes for each child. Yes. We see like what every child is seeing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's similar to the structure of the book. So Stan is practicing for his, he's practicing his prayers for his bar He's reading out of the Torah. He is. I apologize if I'm saying any of that incorrectly to our Jewish listeners. Um, Yeah, he's practicing. His father's the rabbi. And And sort of a dick because carrying the theme of horrible adult parents. Yeah, he's like, why can't you memorize the whole prayer? You're the rabbi's son. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and take that book back to my office. You're clearly not using it. And yeah. he's reading out of it. He yes. is. The only thing he's doing with it is using it. Somebody on IMDb pointed out that that book is upside down, but oh. I wouldn't know. I mean, I didn't catch it either because yeah. I I can't read. I can't read exactly. Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I exactly. Can't read Hebrew, but. but so anyways, um, but he's not into it. He's having a hard time. And so he walks into the office and he sees this painting on the wall. That's this creepy, skinny face flute woman. Kind of like a Picasso. 
It did. It was a little Picasso. Well, it, because the, half of the face is tilted, and if you look at the tilt of the picture when he walks in, the top of the face that is supposed to be tilted is straight up and down. Yeah. And then he corrects it, so like mm-hmm. the rest of the painting is, and her head's a little bit tilted. Yeah. And then he goes and puts the Torah back up on the bookshelf, and the painting falls, and mm-hmm. you can't even see that happen. But just the sound of that falling and hitting the ground scared the shit out of me. Uh huh. I like jerked and everything. And it's a very dark scene, so you can't exactly tell what's <sighs> happening. Um, but yeah, it reminds me of the screen. The, yeah, the, the screaming screen. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is a terrifying oh, yeah. painting. Yeah, yeah really I hate is. that painting. Mm-hmm. So Same. Stan goes to pick up the painting and put it back up on the wall, but the painting is empty. Yes. The woman is out of the painting. And then we hear flute music playing from a door that's Is it a flute or is it a clarinet? Open. It's a flute. I said clarinet earlier, but it is a it's flute. It's a woodwind. Oh, okay. So then we hear the flute music playing behind him Ooh. and we see the door creepily open and then he turns around and she's right behind him. And yeah. then we hear the flute drop to the floor. Or at yeah. some point. Yeah. You see her drop it. Mm-hmm. It's very eerie. Yeah. And you hear her mom like, that was $200. <laughs> Don't leave it in your car. I'm sorry. <laughs> Personal <laughs> memories came up. <laughs> her, her mouth starts to open and she starts to get the it teeth. Yeah. The it teeth is a very it. big theme. Yeah. And then it's like his dad opens the door or something. Anytime there's a scene where a monster is chasing one of the kids, something happens at the end and it turns into a grown up to save the day, kind of. Well, or sort of. the scene. Only if you're one of the main kids that we yes. see plenty of kids that that doesn't happen for and they just die yep anytime you see a poster with a kid's name that story is told in the book sure but yeah i love the uh flute woman i think she was for me the most effective of the scary monster forms that it turned into the next thing we see is ben's little segment and ben is in the library this is what i called him mini henry zabrowski because oh, yeah. he's like this big kid who's like a nerd and he's doing like research on a horror town mm-hmm. it just i was like this is something that i could see henry zabrowski doing before the internet existed well so he he's doing some kind of like genealogy of the town and he's looking up all this history. And honestly, if I lived in a town like Derry, I would want to look up all the history because it's but it all seemed like, fucked up. Yeah, that's true. It seemed like this is something he did for every town he lived in though. And it just so happened that he, he found out, oh my God, this is a crazy town. Yeah. So he's in the library and he's researching and he's researching this. Um, what it was, was like an Easter egg hunt at uh, like a factory that has a big lawn. The ironworks. Yeah, the ironworks. And while everybody, like all of these kids were hunting for Easter eggs, the ironworks exploded and killed like tons of kids. I think it was like 88. 88 yeah. kids, yeah. And then he's like zooming in through mm-hmm. these pictures, which I thought was a little ridiculous because yeah. it's like the, if like in every movie that came out between like 2000 and 2007, like when they are like looking at security footage, they'll be like enhance, enhance, enhance. Oh, yeah. And it like zooms in slowly on the, like the whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. And he's doing that just by flipping the pages. Mm-hmm. And then he sees his kid's head in a tree. Yeah, because well, he was in a thing controlled part because uh, you pointed out I never saw when I saw the movie the first time I didn't notice it the librarian just turning and staring at him oh has yeah the body language of it yeah I didn't notice that until this I noticed time. that immediately so the book keeps zooming in yeah and, and after she scary. gives him the book and she walks behind him she immediately turns and looks at him like uh-huh. before he even starts looking at the book to see all that stuff it was freaky it was and I didn't notice that the first time I didn't either and so I, I kept looking at it when he's flipping the pages like Todd and I was like this is incredibly unnerving yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, oh, this is the egg thing. Well, but first what we see is the red balloon just floating across oh, the yeah. library right behind him. Okay. So then he sees the smoking egg on the steps 
and he follows it because you know those what are those chocolate eggs that are really good yeah but you know what doesn't burn chocolate yeah it melts yeah i know and it's delicious okay so then he follows that egg and then he sees another egg so he's going on an easter egg man i hated this i don't think i would do this no you wouldn't (laughs) unless they were chocolate yeah then they'd be delicious maybe the next one is chocolate what if they were cadbury though (laughs) what if he like went to each one was like maybe the next one's chocolate <laughs> Honestly, if they were Cadbury eggs, that might do it. Cadbury, that's what I was trying yeah, to think. Yeah, Cadbury eggs are delicious. Cadbury eggs are the shit, man. Yeah, you just yeah. like things with creamy centers. That's true. <laughs> Chocolate on the outside. Yeah. All right, so he follows. This is super scary because he goes down into like what what looks sort of like the record room yeah. or something stacks, like that. bro. That's what libraries call them. That's they call true. them stacks? Yeah. No mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know because I'm not a book nerd. But yeah, so he walks down into the stacks and he sees, I think it's a little kid run by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you see like Mm -hmm. someone walking down the steps. Twice as holding Because it's old timey kid pants. Yeah. Yeah. And they're holding a bag, a basket of eggs. Mm -hmm. And then it like steps and you see right up to the neck. And Mm -hmm. then one more step and you see he's headless. Uh Uh-huh. I lost it, man. I hated this. I thought this was an effective one, too. I liked it. This was scary. Because then it starts chasing Ben. Chasing him around the library. And then it becomes it. It is, or yes. the clown Pennywise is right behind him and starts to chase him. Then he runs into the librarian and, like, the spell is broken and it's all back to normal. And then the scene ends, more or less. Exactly. But that yeah, scene yeah. terrified me. There were so many of those scenes and they, I just couldn't handle them. I hate them so much. I actually thought this movie was scarier on my second watch than when I saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah. I think I kind of did, too. I don't know, man. If I had seen this in the theaters, I might have had to leave. No, I mean, I I remember getting out disappointed that it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Wow. You guys are insane. (laughs) Well, I felt more scared tonight. I was also, so the first time I watched this movie, it's like my mind trying to make sense of all of the changes and put them into the context of the book because neither of those two monster scenes are in the book. The monsters are all completely different through the book. And what I really liked, uh, they did this, is they changed the monsters into a way that made sense with the characters being completely different from the book. I think those are my two favorites of the monsters. Okay, so let's talk about the bully Ben scene because this is where you, this is the first time we see Ben's stomach mm-hmm. uses like Ben's stomach is he, he suffers a lot of abuse he does yeah this, in the stomach specifically that's how my stomach feels <laughs> because <laughs> baby ben, uh, yeah. <laughs> because baby bacon takes out his knife and mm. slices an H yeah, into his stomach his entire name into his stomach and yeah. like one of his friends was like what are you doing yeah, yeah. but then mm-hmm. quickly was like ah let's do it yeah he's like I'm on board again yeah but Ben kicks baby bacon Henry. in the nuts and then in the face and as he's doing that he flips back over the railing but right before this happens is when the car drives by and the parents Mm -hmm. do nothing and Ben even goes help yeah help me (laughs) please help you guys are dicks yeah but you see the red balloon you do yes and you do see the bully kind of like lose it in like a way that's not just like I'm beating somebody up like he is gone Mm -hmm. yeah well he pulls his knife out and like carves the H into him and you think he might kill him yeah yeah because this is not I'm not saying any kind of bullying is okay right. but I think there is a line between like harsh bullying and psychotic behavior oh, and yeah. that's where he's and I think this is when you can start to see the difference and that Henry's friends are like oh hold on guys what are I think we that's doing? why the Humpty or Dumpty whoever says whoa man right. I think that's supposed to let you see that divide and it does yes, right. yes. but then Ben kicks him and he flips over and then f- slides down the hill yeah. and, and they don't give up they chase him no they baby baby jumps fall, over fall and just starts sliding down the hill after him mm-hmm. yeah and he loses a switchblade it's sort of like that scene of the princess bride right before yes, the uh 
Yeah, it's sort of like the as you wish scene as because yeah. they're like rolling down the hill together after each other. Except, it's except much one's darker. trying to murder the other one, not make out with them clearly after yeah. he broke his spine. And there's no Elways, man. So they roll down the hill. He loses his switchblade. He goes, my dad's going to kill me if I don't find that knife. Yeah. And then he orders all of his friends to continue looking for Ben when yeah. they're like, uh, no, I'm not sure I'm into this anymore. But they still do it. Yeah, they still go after Ben, and one of them helps him look for his knife. So it cuts to the other four boys in the sewer looking mm. for Georgie. Georgie. Yes, yes. The four Because the four boys were friends before, and they didn't yes. really know Ben, Bev, or Mike. Did they know Bev, Bev, DeVoe? They did. What? Actually, I mean, it's 89. I know, right? Did they? Yeah. Probably. Richie is trying to help Bill look for Georgie. Yeah, and they're like deeper into the sewer. And Stan and Eddie are standing on the outside and just not wanting to go into this. Talking sewer. about gray water and telling mm-hmm. me what gray water is. And this yeah. is an important conversation because uh, Bill's talking about how they searched the quarry last week for Georgie. And I, like these four friends have been searching for Georgie like some, some of the time this summer already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I sort of feel like it's been since the spring. Yeah. Whenever, since whenever since Georgie, Georgie went missing. It's like six months ago six in the book. Oh, is it? Somewhere well, okay. around there, okay. yeah. But yeah, they're looking, and Eddie does not want to go in because he's a super hypochondriac because his mom gave him a really weird complex. And Stan is just very, like, uptight and proper and doesn't want to, like, step in gross water, which I completely understand. I wouldn't want to either. Yeah. But, but they find they find Georgie's shoe. No, they find Betty Ripson's That's right. Shoe. They find Betty's shoe. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know because it says her name. It says B. Ripsum inside Yeah, there's no way that's not her shoe. Yeah, so Bill's like, well, maybe Georgie's in there too. Let's go look. And they're about to, well, Richie and Bill are about to, but then that's when Ben just splashes down. Yeah, who's running away from Baby Bacon and the Humpty and Dumpty. And he looks real bad. Yeah, he does. But he's got an H carved into his stomach and they punched him in the face a few times. And he fell down a huge hill. Yeah. Bruises and scrapes and he's bleeding all over the place. He he looks terrible. All messed up. So they do what you would do when you find somebody like that. You go to the local CVS. Oh, go CVS. So the four boys take Ben to get some like first aid stuff, right? And then it cuts back to the sewer and that's when one of the Humpty or Dumpty go into the sewer looking for them. Yeah, it's Patrick Well, looking for Ben. He doesn't know the other four of the boys were there. but yeah, like a can of hairspray and a lighter. He's yeah. The flamethrower thing. Yeah. And he's just wandering around the sewer. I hated this. Yeah. Yeah. Because he starts to hear whispering and he thinks maybe because he still thinks he's like the menacing one in the situation. Yeah. He thinks he has the power in that situation. Exactly. And he thinks that they chased Ben in there mm-hmm. and that's who he's hearing whispering. Yes. And then uh, we hear the whispering and we start to see the outlines of three or four people and then he flamethrowers again and we see it's like a bunch of just dead people. It looks like zombies. Zombie kids. Yeah. Like zombie yeah. kids. Like yeah. the kids that have been missing is I think what they're saying um, and then they get closer and closer and then he runs away and runs to like a grate in the sewer and then we see the the dairy uh, balloon floating over. Yo I scared so loud <laughs> at this point <laughs> yeah. because it's the red balloon and then mm-hmm. it turns and it says I love dairy and yeah. then it pops and then it or Pennywise uh-huh. is right there and he like runs towards them and then it fades out we right? We all yes. know it's gonna pop. Like everyone knows oh, it's gonna I, pop. I knew oh, it was yeah. gonna pop but yeah. it's still so scary. Uh, it is yeah. Yeah the atmosphere man. It was this scene where I realized that like all the people in dairy are like very hardworking and I'm super lazy because like if I was trying to make a, a boat like I wouldn't go down the basement to get wax if I was like chasing kids to bully them I wouldn't go into a sewer or 
even down the hill. No. Yeah. I'm like a super lazy person, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, there wasn't Netflix or Xbox back then. Like, if you wanted to train for Street Fighter, you had to go down to the arcade. It's just a different time. Yeah, Mikey. Don't beat yourself up, Mikey. Yeah, so Patrick Hockstetter gets got. Um, so then we're at the drugstore, back at the drugstore, and they're trying to buy all of this first aid material. And they're trying to find out they don't have enough money to buy it all. Yeah. And they're like, they don't they have, have like an account? They have $3. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're kids. Like, they don't have money. What grade are they in? Sixth? Sixth, seventh, they're eighth. middle right, school aged, that, yeah. right? I don't know exactly how old they it's are. It's believable that they don't have money. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't they don't have jobs. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they most Dairy's are. a hard work in town, man. Blue collar town. Mike has a job. He does have a job. Who's but Mike? The guy who kills sheep. Mike's not in the scene right now, though. Oh, Maybe if yeah. Mike were around, he could have bought Also, the first Mike doesn't have a job. That's not well, Mike's that's job. He's probably not getting that's money. That's Mike's for it. family. They're making him do that for free. Those, Those are, are chores, chores, Mikey. Yeah. It's child labor. Yeah. It is child labor. Child yeah. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well. <laughs> Hot <laughs> take from Tom. Yeah, so I, I, anyway. Tom and I both really didn't like chores as kids. No, apparently. fuck chores. <laughs> anyway, so they're buying um, first aid stuff for Ben. Yeah. And this is where we see Bev buying feminine hygiene products. She's contemplating which ones to buy. She seemed nervous this could be like her first time buying it. Yeah, maybe. She's not exactly sure what to do. And we don't ever see her mom in the movie. So. I assume that her mom left or died or something. Her mom is in the book, but. Oh, is she? Yeah, but they don't mention her in the movie. And she's not a big part, so yeah. Yeah, I, think I, I don't think she needs it. That to say, nobody's really helping her. No woman is really helping her figure this out. And I love how this happens. And let's just talk now. The kids in this movie just have the best chemistry with each other. And like the funny beats with the kids are just so nice and heartwarming. Because I love when she goes and she, she sees hides them. Behind her back. And yeah. she hides it behind their back. And then Eddie like drops one of the things in his hand. Yeah. It's just so it's, The timing on that was perfect. It yeah. really was. And it just like, uh, I love it. Can we talk about the pedophile pharmacist. Oh, I did Mr. not King. like this at all. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. But she flirts with him. She uses those she uses feminine wiles and uh, like steals his glasses and then while uh-huh. handing them back knocks oh, over display clearly like on purpose. Kid. Yeah. You look like Lois Lane. Uh, just, yeah. And like looking gross. her up and down. Yeah. yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would hate to be like, hey, I got a part in a movie. What are you? Sort of a pedophile pharmacist. Yeah. But it's but my hey, big break. Yeah. It's my big break. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just looks so pedophile yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does a good job. The actor who does that oh, does yeah. a good job, but you're not supposed to like that character for no, sure. You're not. But anyway, that's what gets the kids out of there without paying for the first aid stuff. Yeah. And she steals some cigarettes and leaves <laughs> too. Yeah. So they're in the alley fixing up Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Richie's like pretending like he knows how to do first date. And he's like, you got to suck on the wound. <laughs> I love Richie. <laughs> Richie's the best, man. He is really funny. But this is where you first see Ben. Well, maybe not first because they, they happened a little bit at the school too. But you really see that Ben has a crush on yes. Bev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bev is cool too. Like, I don't think she really is interested in Ben, but she could make no, fun of him about. No, she's interested Bill, clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she could like call him out about new kids stuff, but she's not. She's cool, you know? Okay, so the next thing we see is Bev at home with her dad. And this is the first time we see her dad and her dude, dad is I'd, super creepy. Talk about another part where you're like, guess what, honey? I'm a pedophile stepdad. Yeah. No, I think oh, it's legit her actual dad. dad. Yeah, legit dad. Yeah. yeah, and he's like smelling her hair and asking, are you still my little girl? I worry about you, Bev. He's Man, very uh, protective. And Yeah, because he found out that she had the feminine products. Oh, did he? I yeah. think so, yeah. It yeah, it's creepy. It's a little more overt in the movie, but it is definitely creepy in the book. I mean, too. it is. you're not supposed to like him. No, not from at all. Jump 
street. You know what he is immediately. And the mm-hmm. guy who plays that character does a great job. Yeah. But I would hate to be that guy. Mm. So I, I would hate to show up on set that day and being like, my daughter in the movie, it's great to meet you. Hey, I'm very sorry for everything I'm about to say to you. <laughs> like, I, yeah. It would be just <laughs> a horrible, awkward, I would hate that. Yeah. It, with her parents off scene, like, yeah. like shaking their head at you and you're like, I, I just, yeah. I'm so being sorry. paid for this. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not really this person. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really this person, but I do feel like when I go home, I'm going to have to go walk around my neighborhood and explain, explain in accordance with Megan's law, I have to tell you that I live three houses down. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Apparently both Skarsgård was really worried about like how he would be interacting with the kids and if he was really terrorizing them. He wasn't. Yeah. I mean, his acting is pretty bad in a lot of roles, but he, I think he did all right with this. I don't think he terrorized anyone in this movie. So the dad is smelling Bev's hair and then she goes into the bathroom and cuts it all off. Yeah. She doesn't have to like get away from him like she does later. Like he just leaves her alone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when she goes into the bathroom and like is visibly shaken and just like and cuts crying. all of her hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's I mean, she's been sort of molested. Ugh. Yeah, it's definitely inappropriate. He's crossed a line regardless of. And it whether seems like a line her. he has crossed before. Oh, yeah. She yeah. knows. Um, OK, so then we go back to the swimming at the quarry. So they're all just standing in their tidy whities and they're spitting off the edge of this cliff. I, I was around the 80s, uh, as were you, Todd. And we all had bathing suits, right? Yeah, I had bathing suits. This That didn't make me uncomfortable. Like, there's no one who has a bathing suit in Derry. This is one of those things that I think works better if the movie was set in the 50s. Because I could see it then. Yes. And it's very stand-by me. Because also... It is very stand-by me, age, yes. There's definitely G.I. Joes on my tidy whities <laughs> That's true. Not all tidy whities were just white. I think I may have had, like, He-Man or, like, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had all of them. But they're trying to, like, delay jumping off. Yeah, because they're all scared. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to, like, mask it by having this spitting contest. Mm-hmm. And then Bev shows up, strips down to her underwear, mm-hmm. and they're like mesmerized trying to hide their miniature boners yeah. as she runs by them and just jumps off like it ain't shit. Uh-huh. She fears nothing. No, I mean, no. honestly, if you grew up like that, yeah, I wouldn't fear anything. Exactly. If you're growing up in that house that she lives the in. The only thing you're afraid of is being home, which is where you're, exactly. should be your safe space. Right. And I love this part when they're swimming and they're doing like the chicken fights in the water. And it's just so sweet. It's great. It really yeah. is. Yeah, I really love it. Yeah. I felt bad for anyone who didn't have Bev on their neck, though. Because <laughs> they had mini peen in the back of their neck. This was a sweet scene. And you could tell the chemistry between her and Bill was growing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and that Ben saw it. Yeah, but and I Ben's mean, like, why am I the fat one? Well, but he doesn't ever seem like mad at Bill, jealous. He just kind of seems like disappointed. I don't think he's mad know? at Bill. No, no I, don't I don't think, think he's so mad either. at Bill. He gets mad at his lot. In life. Bill is tall, thin, and somewhat handsome for a child. Yeah, well, and I mean, he's like the natural leader of their Tone group, too. <laughs> But yeah, I love this scene because they, they are all just getting along and it seems really innocent. And they're just I feel like fun, this is the scene know? that solidifies them as friends, even yes. though Mike isn't there yet. Right? There's another. Yeah, I. Yes. But I feel like that's the scene that solidifies those little the, that group. Well, Mike yeah. gets short. He doesn't come into like the third act. Basically. No, no, I know. I know. I mean, because he they he doesn't come in until they save him from the bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the rock fight, which we'll talk about is in this, a minute. Did and they, I think did that they call themselves the Losers Club at this point. Um, I don't know if they did in the movie, but in the book they do. Yeah, I think that they don't. They don't call that until Mike joins. But they don't say the Losers Club very much in the movie. I think they, they call it when Mike joins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, welcome to the Losers Club. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I think that that is the scene that solidifies that group as the Losers Club. Yeah, I think so. In because the movie that's when does. they start hanging out daily and they're just mm-hmm. doing whatever they do, they do together. It's yeah. like when you go on a ro- uh, road trip with like your like dorm friends in college and then like you become best friends afterwards. Yeah. And so they're swimming and they find something. They say, oh, there's something under the water. And I swear I thought it was going to be a leech because it's very stand by me, but it's a turtle. And the only reason I mention that is because turtles are going to probably be significant in the next movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
there's a turtle, slight turtle theme in this movie. So anyways, the next thing we see. Is was it Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, Leonardo? <laughs> no, but Raphael is my favorite. Raphael's my favorite. Yeah. Raphael's your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with you? He's the oldest. Which one were you? Like, Raphael's not the oldest. Right? Leonardo's the oldest. Nope, he's the leader. Which one? Wait, wait, wait. Are Raphael you like a, are is you the a, oldest. Are you a Donatello fan? Yeah, I am. Oh, no. I called it. God. He's he the was... best. Donatello? <laughs> You've never seen my ball snap skills. Uh. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. So, okay. when, so they get out of the water, and this is where Ben starts telling them the story of the town. But first we got Bust a Move playing, and all the boys are just standing there trying oh, to hide like their they're like staring at you. Yeah, it's like a semicircle around Bev, who's sunbathing, uh-huh. yeah. which as a ginger, you would not do. <laughs> yeah. As someone who semi-exclusively only dates gingers, if you go to the beach or like a, any kind of lake or whatever, if you're standing in direct sunlight without sunscreen, that's a ginger emergency. Oh, yeah. You're going to turn into... My brother and mother have red hair. Oh, yeah? She's single? What's her deal? (laughs) She actually is single. Nice. Nice. Stay away from my mother, Todd. No But my brother tans. He's like one of the the rare rare breeds. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He's your half-brother, right? No, he's my full brother. Allegedly the same parent. Let's just say this. (laughs) If I bought you and your brothers 23andMe for Christmas... Would your mom get real mad? No. (laughs) Out of both my parents, my mom's definitely the one that probably didn't cheat. So what happens next, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so they're swimming at the quarry, and this is when Ben starts, she opens her eyes, and they all just are like, ooh, nothing happened. They try and hide their boners, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and this is when they start talking about the town, and Ben starts to let them know what's going on. They're going through his backpack, and they see his research folder on dairy murder. They also see the postcard. Yes, because I think Richie has gone through and called Ben a nerd for books and is looking. I'm so like Richie. I am 1000% Richie. <laughs> I'm not a book nerd. Yeah, because Richie's like, so you just like went to the library yeah. and like read about stuff? I do like how Ben, ben is 100% like, well, I didn't know anybody yet. I didn't have anything to do. I, and the internet doesn't exist. And I'm a little bit too young for porn. So yeah, the library is really he's the only not option too for me. Young for porn. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. We'll get back to that. We'll so get anyways, back to that. He's telling the story of the town. And he's saying that the town has like six times the murder rate of anywhere else in the country. And that's just the adults, Jim. Yeah, the kids are much, much, much much worse. worse Well, you saw earlier in the film that there was a big sign that says curfew at seven. Yeah. So I wish we went into more of like, you know, in Scream where the town kind of like is all freaked out about the murders. Mm -hmm. I wish we went to a little bit more about that with Derry. The book does. At least in the movie. I'm not a book nerd, Jen, but in the movie... Are you a nerd for books? (laughs) (laughs) It seems like the only people who are affected by the murders are the direct parents of the kids. Yeah, the town's pretty nonchalant. They put a sign up that says, don't go out after seven, and then like... And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, we saw that mom show up at the beginning looking for Betty Ripson's mom with the cops waiting to see if her daughter would come out of school or something. But yeah, yeah, the town doesn't seem on high alert, and that's part of the theme of the town. This is just something that happens, you know? And it does... The book goes into a lot more detail about that. Fair enough. But so now Ben has, uh, he's like, well, I got so much more of this back in my room. And so they all go back to his room. But he and he rushes into the room <laughs> and picks up three magazines, throws them in his closet, and then closes the door and leans on the closet door. He also like straightens up a bit. I really mm-hmm. related to the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Not the porn part, because I have like the internet. Because the internet exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean like, just like, you're, like unexpectedly, like if a date goes well unexpectedly, or like you're having like somebody yeah. come over, you're like, oh my God. 
God, this is. Don't think I live this way. You gotta go clear your browser history real quick before they come in. You're yeah, not but, gonna let them use your computer, Jen. No, you? I just take her purse and throw it as far as I can, then run in and straighten up. Why do you throw her purse? So she has to go get it and then come back. I get like thirty seconds to clean the house before they get inside. But why would she come back? I would. You threw her I would purse? go get my purse and leave. If you truly love something, you throw her purse, and then if they come back, it's like true love, right? Something or someone. Whatever floats I your boat, Georgie. Every episode, I feel like we get just a little more of the why Mikey is single puzzle. That's a different podcast. Yeah. This date's going well. Throw your purse away. <laughs> you okay. passed the test. And my kitchen is clean. Why are all your dishes in the trash can? <laughs> <laughs> it's just paper plates. <laughs> oh, my God. I use paper plates, too. He has, like, things stapled or, like, He's sticky got, like, tacks red to the room. Screen, red string all across He looks like room. Charlie Day conspiracy theory from uh, It's Always Sunny. Yeah, he's got the Claire Danes from Homeland board on his yes. wall of dairy history. And he's laying out all the stuff. And he's like, this is this history. This is the black spot. This is the Kitchener Ironworks. All of the things he's mentioning are detailed stories in the book. So if you're curious, well, everybody should read the book. But um, so he's laying out the history of the town. <laughs> and this is Richie's like, it started out as a beaver trapping colony. And <laughs> Richard's like, it still is. Am I right, boys? Yeah, am I right, boys? <laughs> I really, I really feel connected to Richie as a character. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel connected when they all rolled their eyes and refused to give him a high five after he said that to you? I would have high-fived on that. I thought the beaver town. Damn right you would have. It was funny. Boom. (laughs) Nailed it. The next thing that happens is we see Eddie walking home, and he's walking by the house on Neibolt Street, which is the old, creepy, rundown house. Oh, yeah. This is what Eddie sees. The questions why was not burned down 20 years ago. It's basically the house from Monster House. Yeah, it's it's basically what Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub wrote in Monster House. Or is Monster House the house from it. Well, it's not because a monster house, the house itself is a monster. Is it? Is yeah. Monster House a monster movie? I could probably get Dan Harmon on the podcast. <laughs> the definite, who's Dan Harmon? Really? Wow. He created Community. He created Rick and Morty. He oh, wrote yeah, Monster yeah. House with Rob Schraub. All right. So Eddie uh, drops all of his pills out of fanny pack number two onto the ground. He starts to pick them up and then we see creepy gross hands creeping over and picking one of the pills up and we look up and we see the leper. I thought I this was was real scary. I thought he looked real good. Yeah, I thought he looked creepy as hell, man. I would have preferred an actual actor. I couldn't tell he was a leper. I thought he was a zombie. This leper is pretty scary. Yes, and he's chasing him around and chases him into the backyard and then... Oh, yeah, I thought for a second he was going to run into the house and when he turned left and went around the house, I was like, all right, you shouldn't have gone in the yard, but at least you're not going in the house. Well, I think it was trying to scare him into the house. Me too, me too. Yeah, Yeah. this kid was too smart. Yeah. Eddie Eddie. no dummy. Mm -hmm. He may be a hypochondriac, but that ain't his fault. That's his mom's fault. Yeah, true. His deceptively fat's mom's fault. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. So Eddie sees um, Pennywise in the yard. With the pyramid, like the, the reverse pyramid, down pyramid of, of red balloons. Yes. Yeah, covering his face. And then it slowly reveals his face by the balloon. And I really liked how the shot looked. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. And then he like screams and runs away and he hears the balloons pop and he turns back around and mm-hmm. he's gone. You sort of hear feet running away too, like Pennywise is running away. And yeah. You see, and you see the balloon pieces falling yeah. slowly, which I thought was creepy. But then oh, yeah. Ed runs away. And this is around As the... As you should. Yes! Yes, you definitely should run away. Okay, so then we see Bev. Uh, she's gotten her postcard in the mail, and she's reading her postcard, and it's got the sonnet on it. And we know at this point it's from Ben, yes. because we saw that in his bag when Richie was going through the bag. But Bev doesn't know who it's from, because right. it's just signed, Your Secret Admirer. Yes. And I just love this sonnet. It's so sweet, and I love that Bev just loves her so much. Really so this whole movie has like a, str- like a weird pedophilia vibe. Oh, yeah. And it reminds me of the Stranger Danger song I learned in elementary school that I'll never forget, which is 
My body's nobody's body but mine. You control yours. Let me control mine. <laughs> and it's all about stranger danger and like no one should touch you. And these kids should have like learned this song. Um. Okay, so Bev's reading her postcard in the bathtub and then she starts to hear whispering from the sink. Oh, <laughs> I hated this That's part. That's not a real sink. Yeah. Sinks don't whisper. <laughs> <laughs> they don't whisper, Jen. <laughs> That's right. It's a fake evil sink. So she looks down into the drain. She starts hearing it. Get closer. Yeah, Betty rips them. And um, Eddie Corcoran and uh, probably Georgie Patrick Hockstetter. I don't think she actually hears Georgie, but all of the kids from the book, all of their names. But then she goes gets the tape measure because her dad's asleep and not molesting Mm -hmm. her at this point. So he goes grabs the tape measure. (laughs) Sorry, she goes and grabs the tape measure and like drops it all the way down, like. 28 feet or whatever yeah. it says. I think this it goes is, all the way down as far as it can. This is yeah. not what I would do in this situation. No. I would just leave the bathroom. I would move to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So yeah, she pulls it all the way down and it still hasn't stopped. So she starts to pull it back up and then eventually it starts coming out with blood on it. Like it's a dipstick for like checking your oil. Yep. Except the oil's blood and also there's hair connected to it. Hair you cut off earlier yeah. and let go down the drain. Oh, and that hair starts to grab Abby would pull you into the drain and scare mm-hmm. the fuck out of Todd. Yeah. <laughs> and I hated her, the scene. Her face right up to the drain and then just spews blood all over the bathroom. Uh, like literally paints every inch of the bathroom in blood. Yes. It's, oh. It's gross. It's and, real gross. Yeah. Like she's head to toe covered in it. It's horrible. Yeah. So there's blood and there's hair everywhere and it's just uh, na- girls' bathrooms, man. <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually in the book, too. This is our first period. No, but it is using what you're most afraid of yeah. against you. And what she's most afraid of is hitting puberty so her dad's going to start raping her then. Uh, did he Wait, so did he not molest her before? No. He's definitely oh, ramping he's up to it. Oh, yeah. He hasn't actually yeah. done anything. Okay. So in my mind, he had. So in my mind, he had yeah. already molested her. Oh, no, no. I, no. Um, I mean, I don't think it definitively says it in, the movie. in the movie. In the book, it just makes some implications. In the book, he hasn't. But so that's why she's afraid is because she knows it's coming because he's amping up. The older she gets, the more she starts to develop, you know? Yeah. Oh, God, that yeah. is so scary. So that's why that's her fear. Yeah, I get yeah. it, man. Okay. So she screams and he can't see it. The yeah. He comes, comes in, in. Yeah. and he can't see any of the blood, even though she is covered in it. The room is covered in it. It's horrible. Yeah, it is. It's gross. Okay. So the next thing we cut to Bill's house and we see water dripping from the ceiling onto this picture that um, he's drawing of Bev. Oh, Mom, the ceiling's peeing on me. (laughs) So he goes to get a bucket and sees the light from Georgie's room come on behind him, and he goes into Georgie's room. This is when he grabs the Lego toy? Which is what? It's a turtle. It's a turtle. Oh, oh, it is a turtle. There are turtles all over his wallpaper. Yeah, which is I hope it's going to be significant. I don't know exactly what the second movie's going to be, but it's significant in the book. So he's sitting on this bed, and he's crying, and he's really Really yeah, he's sad. I get that. Yeah, Jen, I'm prepared to make you a promise. I'm going to read the book before the second movie comes <gasps> Yay! Okay, oh it's my September God. 6th, I think. So Of this year? Of this year. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah. You so, should not have promised that. No, why don't I do that? I don't, I, don't break, I don't break promises. That's well, why I never say that hey, word. Listeners, did you hear that? You're, we're going to hold Mikey to this. I, I expect weekly chapter updates. Mikey, you want me to edit it out? No, don't do that. No. <laughs> I got your back, brother. I'm no, gonna, I'm going to do it. I'm, gonna do all right, it. All right, all right. I'm posting it before. I'm going to blog about it on the website. Oh my God. Oh, oh 
my first read through. So Bill is in and he sees the outline of Georgie in the door. And then we hear someone walking away. So he's just he gets we up see that to, shadow walking away, too. Like mm-hmm. we see that. Yeah. So we are walking down and we're going down to the stairs of the basement. So Bill is following Georgie down to the basement and trying to find him. And he's seeing these wet, muddy footprints going through his house, too. But like kid footprints, like yes. what Georgie's fe- footprints would look like. Mm-hmm. And he goes down into the basement, which is flooded because it's raining a lot. He sees Georgie standing in the corner. And Georgie's saying, you'll float, too. You'll come. To uh, so okay. this, I, this scene, this tree, mess with this, me. this is probably the scariest scene in the film, I think. You think? Yes. All right. And then uh, also, is the basement flooded for real or is it like a nightmare thing? It's a nightmare thing. Yeah, it's, okay. it's raining, so it's conceivable that there would be water in the basement, but it also could be. I yeah. did think this was the scariest point of the film, let me tell you, because... Uh, <sighs> Georgie turns around and starts saying, "You'll all float too. You'll float down here. You'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too." And then, but then it, it rises out. And it's using him as a puppet, and, and like yeah, and it him. throws him into the water. Yeah, and he disintegrates, and, I, and then charges through the water at him. I thought that was so scary, like shaking yeah. and like oh god, it's effective. Yeah, I wish it hadn't been in the trailer though. It, this so part was in the trailer, and I watched the trailer recently for the Patreon, and now, so there were a bunch of parts that were in the trailer that in the movie still really scared me. That's so. true, it, and I cried when I watched this trailer. I just loved it so much. Well, we'll talk about that. So the next thing that happens is that Beth has called them all over to show them what's happening in the bathroom. I think she wants confirmation that she's not lost her mind. Exactly. She's she's like, I think I'm crazy. Yeah. Do you guys see this? Yes. And then they leave Richie down there for lookout (laughs) because her dad's out, right? Her dad would not let him in the apartment. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, my dad would get mad if you were here. Can we leave a lookout? And they make Richie stay. Because they know that he would not stop making period jokes the entire time they were cleaning all of that up. And I think they just don't want to hear it, you know? I agree. I agree. I actually, well, they I clearly agree. don't know that that's what was going on when she called them upstairs, so that's not what happened. Rude. I'm going to defend <laughs> Richie. I feel like Todd is He just feeling- didn't want to deal with him overall. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I that's get not that. Better. <laughs> Many people have done that to me. I Aww, get that. Right, I we're, love Jen and I are going to finish the podcast. We need you to be a lookout. Yeah. <laughs> we go see if that man's still running by outside. Yeah. You guys are dicks. We're kidding, Todd. <laughs> no. Richie is one of my favorite characters in the. He really is just the only character worth paying attention to in the I book. I liked all of them. I liked all of them too. Richie and Bev are my favorites. I'm going to like Mike Bev in the third. sequel for sure. Mm, Jessica Chastain. Ooh, Bev. Jessica Chastain could get it. Um, so they're cleaning the bathroom because the boys do see it. Yeah. Um, and they help her clean. Okay. So and it's I, Bill's idea to clean it up. He's yeah. like, we got to clean this up. Yeah. Bill's the leader. He's like, we got to clean. We can't leave it like yeah. this. Yeah. Also, I think I would have kept some of this in a jar. Hear me out. What? This is blood. Adults can't see. This is primetime prank material. <laughs> You could like put this shit everywhere and spell out words in class and stuff and no one else. It's like invisible ink, but like creepy ghost blood. It's like that sound that only people under a certain yeah. age can hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like whistles that only dogs can hear. Kind of like that. And then like you could just like write something in blood on someone's book. It's like, I'm going to murder you. And they like run the show. Their parents are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing's in that book. It is a real missed opportunity. Right? You know? That's where I would have done. That's yeah. why they, that's why they left Richie outside. I have said this before and I'll, I'll <laughs> say it again. Richie totally would have done that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Oh. But the dad doesn't come home so Richie doesn't, doesn't have to be a lookout but the next scene you see is them riding away on bikes no, oh, the wait, next thing we more? see Sorry. is Ben walking in seeing that he's gotten the postcard and watching her interact with Bill oh yeah, yeah. And, and she thinks Bill sent it to her maybe hopefully so but yeah, yeah she but is, so she says January embers and he's like oh, I don't know what you're talking about she's like poetry
poetry? And he's like, I don't speak poetry. Yeah, what are you a nerd for books? Yeah, what are you a book nerd? <laughs> he's like, I also stutter on paper. Oh, <laughs> jeez. He does progressively stutter less and less and less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His journey is a lot like the king's speech. Yeah, he is the king's speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a king and there was a killer clown. And he was a child. It's the same movie. Mikey spent five minutes explaining this <laughs> convoluted <laughs> reference in the movie. That's true. I think at one point you were trying to explain how the clown was World War II. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Honestly, it checked out. At the end of it, it sort of made sense. I know, guys, uh, I was on board. I'm yeah. actually going to publish an essay about this. <laughs> um, so they cleaned the bathroom and they're biking away and this is when they start talking for the first time about the clown and the, they've all... Everyone's all sort of sharing their experiences, stuff. yeah. And the only one who hasn't really seen anything is Richie. You're right. The only one who hasn't seen it yet is Richie and... But he's, it's funny because like everybody's like, I've seen this clown and he's like, what are you guys what? talking about? Right. Yeah, and he wasn't upstairs to see the blood either. Yeah, he has seen no supernaturalish type stuff yet. Yeah, but he was also really the one who was most on board with helping Bill find Georgie too. So I think he's never really pushing back against any of this. He's just oh like, no, he's he just had nothing else to do. Or any, he's like, uh, pardon me, he has a well thought out training regimen for Street Fighter, right? He's real busy that Arcadium. I know he's behind. He doesn't want to do that. That's his fallback plan. Yeah, but cool. anyway, they're biking away and they're talking about seeing the clown. Uh-huh. And this is when they see Mike's bike with the meat kind of knocked yeah. over because he was doing a delivery next to Baby Bacon's Trans Am. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got to go help him. Yeah. And this is when they go down, they go down and, and Mike's getting the shit beat out of him by yeah, these three like kids. Yeah, they're like pushing his face in the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah and eat then the it, meat, eat the meat. Yeah. yeah, and then they just start throwing rocks at them mm-hmm. and Mike kind of makes his way over to their side of the uh, creek, creek yeah. or whatever. Creek, yeah. And then Richie goes, rock <laughs> and they just start throwing rocks across. And these are not small rocks. No, they're Everyone big rocks. could have died. Oh, yeah. God, I'm such an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bev starts to throw on the rocks. She starts that part of it. She does. Well, so in the book, and this is one of the bigger problems that I have with the movie, too, is because this is like a huge part of the book. It's actually one of my favorite parts of the book, and it's called the Apocalyptic Rock Fight. And it's a huge like war and Henry's chasing Mike with firecrackers and like throwing those at him and almost getting him with some. And so they're throwing these rocks for a long time and Mike um, walks over. And so you see him kind of going across the river and what yeah. you were saying about this is the scene that solidifies like in the book they talk about they all feel like something click into place when Mike joins him because this is their group of seven and the fact that there are seven of them together makes them powerful against it. And I love this part of the book and I just feel like the movie makes it a little more goofy and it kind of bugs me. I don't know. I feel like at this point, this is like a dry run for when they fight it. They all get over their fear of baby bacon and they're yes. like, fuck you. We're sick of your shit. Mm-hmm. Eat a rock sandwich, bitch. Yeah, they yeah. And they just start bloodlust yelling. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. And they're getting hit with rocks too, but they're dishing it they out are. twice as hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you notice who the first one to get so mad was? It was Ben because um, Henry said something mean about Bev and he was defending yeah. her honor. Mm-hmm. I liked it more in the movie this time, but it still is a little goofy for me. I wish it were more serious. But yeah, that, so that's the rock fight. And Henry just gets beat and the other two or his friends run away. And this is when he kind of 
crosses over into I'm going to kill all of you. He was already on his way to that, but I think that pushed him to that point. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Now he's super pissed at all of them. Oh, yeah. Um, so then they walk. They're in their line of Losers Club and they're talking to Mike um, and they all kind of know who he is because he's a kid their age in the small town. But I'm sure he goes. Well, no, they call him homeschool. But yeah, he yeah. goes to homeschool. And they refer to him as that before he joins their clique. So they know him. And so they're at the parade and Richie's just like has stolen someone's tuba while the rest of them. <laughs> I love Richie. He's the best. <laughs> he is. You just see him in the background while everybody else is talking. This is when they talk about the cycle, which is about a 27 year cycle. And all right. of the things that I've been talking about that happen, the interludes are just giant fucked up things that happen where lots of people die every 27 years. And it's always kind of a poison town and the people in it, it does have a high murder rate, but every 27 years it really amps up and lots of shit goes down. And so then Mike tells his story, which I'm not crazy about because it is not at all like the book, but it's about his parents burning in the house next to him, which is kind of puts into context the burning hands that we see at the beginning. So the next thing we see is probably my favorite scene in the movie. It's the projector scene. Fuck, I hated this scene so much. I did too. This is not in the book at all, but I loved how they did in the this. book it's a book there's a similar scene that's in a picture book with just richie and bill and that's the first time richie actually sees anything okay but yeah and that's in the mini series but yeah this projector scene is not at all in the book um but so the projector scene um they're putting up the map of the dairy sewer they're connecting all of the dots from the cycle and they're saying well they're all connected to our sewer system right and yeah. what they've done is they put up the map from when bill was looking for georgie in mm-hmm. the first few scenes right the dad pulled it down but he put it back up yeah. and then they're projecting like the old town sewer system over that map. Oh, and they talk about how this town was founded in the Beaver Town or whatever. Yeah, and, it was. And everyone, <clears throat> yeah, and everyone was slaughtered. Mm-hmm. And the only clue they found was blood and ripped up, torn clothes by the well. Yeah, heading yeah. towards well the well house. Uh-huh. Yeah, the well house. I think they actually talk about that in Ben's room. But yeah, the well house is a significant point. That's like a focal point. Well, because when they match this. up the maps, they say this is where this happened. This is where that mm-hmm. happens. And it all and right. leads the to well the well house, house mm-hmm. which is the monster house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then Eddie is like, okay, I've had enough of this. It's supposed to be summer. And so he pulls the screen off or, and then we start to see the pictures flash and it's Bill's childhood photos with Georgie in them. And then it starts to go really, really quickly, kind of like one of those animation turn the pages books and the the mom's hair starts to peel back and it's Pennywise. And I love how this happens. I hated um, this they so try much. to turn it off and then it's all, it's just black and it's projecting on the screen and then it's black and it's projecting on the screen and then it's black and then Pennywise's face is really close. And then the next time it projects is he's gone and and then the next time it projects, he busts out of the screen and he's really big and he's trying to get all oh of Oh my them. God. I yeah. lost my shit at this point. I, is this the one we posted? I, I, yeah, I, I think, think it so. was. I, think I was so, so scared. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was I a was, scary scene. Yeah, this is very scary. I think this is the most scared I was at the movie, but there were so many jump scares in this. I hated it so yeah, much. This was a very jump scare movie, yeah. yeah. I, d- I think this is my favorite scene in the movie. And so Ben saves the day by opening the door. And so Bev goes, gives him a nice little thing you pat on the shoulder and then just goes and hugs Bill because he's her true love. I get it, man. But yeah, this is one of the most scary moments for me. I hated it so, 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 so much. Yeah, so they go back to the house on Kneebolt Street now and they're going to try... Well, yeah, because Bill gives a big pep talk Mm -hmm. about how he's like, what if other kids go missing? If we do nothing, we're choosing to to murder other kids. Yeah, because everyone's like, fuck this, we're done. I'm not going to do this again. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. In 27 years, it's someone else's problem. It's fine. We'll be old and out of here. I don't want to stay in this town. 
town. And that's, yeah. mm-hmm. But Bill's like, we got to go now. We got to stop this thing. He gives his Independence Day Bill Pullman speech and he's yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. who's with me? And he's like, who wants to go in or who wants to stay outside and be the lookout? And everybody but Bev raises their hand. Mike? Bill, Richie, and Eddie are the only three that go into the house yeah. originally. So they're going up and there's a lot of stuff that kind of happens. It's a freaky haunted house. It really is. And it's yeah. gross. And so the first thing that we see is Richie sees a missing poster that has his name, his face. And yeah, his that's name like right when they go inside the house. And this yeah, is the first so time scary. he's really seen anything. No, he saw the projector and he goes, oh, that's right. When Pennywise pops on the projector, he's like, what the fuck is that? That's what you guys have been seeing? Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was a really funny moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go upstairs and they get separated. And yeah, they each get separated into their own rooms. Mm-hmm. And, Eddie, and Eddie's first, right? Yes. Eddie gets trapped and he just sees the floor open up and then Pennywise behind him. I think it's Pennywise or it might be the leper, but whatever it is, it's it, a leper. Yeah. Yeah. It knocks him through. But it's Pennywise. Video. I mean, no, it, it's knock, always Pennywise, well, yeah. no matter who it is. It yeah. doesn't knock him down. He just passes out and falls. Oh, that's right. Because there's a hole that's opened up in the floor and he right. falls he's like, he's through. Like, Bye. Yeah. Bye. And he, he falls onto a table and breaks his arm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It breaks the table. And then Richie and Bill um, go in. I think Richie goes into this creepy clown room. And oh, this my was, God. This is another really scary part. I hated this. Because it's like sheet, like statues with sheets all over them. And then uh, the door closes and he turns around and all the sheets have fallen off. And it's just Super all kinds of clowns. Scary. And then as yes. he walks, and then there's clowns. a coffin. And the coffin mm-hmm. opens and it says found on it. Uh-huh. And as he walks towards the coffin... All the clowns, like they're just dolls, right? So they're just staying uh-huh. there, and then one of them turns their heads and follows them. Mm-hmm. And that was so, I oh, mean, yeah. it, it wasn't it like was. jump scary, but it was eerie, uh-huh. and I hated it. And then his missing person is in the middle of that found yes. word. Right, right. And then in the coffin is covered in black sheep, but when he pulls it off, it's like a marionette of him with like maggots in his face. Yeah. yeah. Good craftsmanship on that marionette. Oh, yeah. Hey, you all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then so he closes the casket and then Pennywise jumps out of it and stands on top and runs at him. And then Bill opens the door and pulls him out. The next thing we see is them. They see a creepy mattress and then Eddie's head pops yeah. up oh, inside shit. the mattress. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they you're right. see this black ink stuff creeping across to them. And, and it's then, like burning like leaves, like yeah, lava. It's kind of yes. like acidy. And then they do like a, um, what's behind door number one, two uh-huh. or three? Yeah, Lady yeah. of the Tiger. Not scary at all. Scary and the most scared. Yeah. yeah. So they go to not scary at all. And they, and they never watched but Let's Make a Deal because they no. picked Not Scary at All, which is yeah. obviously the most scary. Duh. Oh, Ugh. yeah. They're trying to throw them off because they open it and they see Betty rips them without her legs just hanging from a hook. And so then they slam it and say, <laughs> what happened to her legs? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does really say a lot of what I imagine you were thinking yeah. in these scenes. I just like that he had the presence of mind to make a joke during that time. Yeah, Bill's right. trying to escape. Like, Come on, man. Yeah. He's like, it's not. <laughs> Lock it up, Richie. <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. And in the book, they say beep beep Richie all the time and that's yeah. what it means but it's like an endearing thing then but we did hear Pennywise say beep beep Richie when he jumps yeah. up on top of the casket but this is when it cuts down to Eddie downstairs who's got a broken arm on top mm-hmm. of the table that's broken on the yeah, floor he wakes up at the table looks at his arm it looks bad yeah it, it looks does. real bad yeah and we see the refrigerator open and Pennywise is like all, contortion himself out of it yeah and he kind of crawls out and he's about to start eating Eddie another super creepy scene oh Him yeah when he starts fridge, to like mm-hmm. untangling from the fridge it's super yeah. creepy when he starts to like play eat him like oh he's, yeah like he's like ah Ah, mm-hmm. ah, but not actually biting him, but like making like he's going to bite him out. That was, oh. 
Yeah, and I couldn't. I can't remember what he exactly says at this point, but he's like, "Your fear, the fear makes the person he's eating taste better." Yeah, because they're afraid. Duh. <laughs> I just want to see Iron Chef and have them wheel out like these things. The secret ingredient is fear. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Town Boy. Oh no, that's Ugh. a different yeah. show. And so then Bev, who has come into the house, but we don't know, like smashes in the face, and I think rams a post. Through yeah, through the head. through his head. Yeah. His head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's swinging it around, and this is the second time Ben's belly gets cut because the yeah. thing is slashing him. Yeah. In the book, it's a werewolf's claw. Well, you know, he grows the werewolf's claw and then yeah. he does mm-hmm. grow the werewolf's claw of his hand. He slashes around. He hits Ben again. And then what I, I like this sequence because the bleeding out of his head is in slow mo- Parts of it are in slow motion. Uh-huh. But he's also moving in full speed. It looks really unsettling. Yes, it is very. And that's when you're like, okay, what this exactly movie does a great job with this? its effects, capturing a creepy feel. Yes. Both yes. sides of Ben's stomach have been fucked up. He's okay. got an H scar on one side and werewolf claw scar on the other side. Mm-hmm. I do like that they did the werewolf claw because in the book, one of the monsters is the werewolf from like I was a teenage werewolf, the movie from the 50s. So I like that they put that little werewolf claw in. And so they fight him off. So sometimes I'm thinking, well, he's just leaving but it's like the power of them all being together gives them strength to kind of overpower him because kind of like Freddy Krueger he's like a monster of like your imagination makes him more powerful your imagination also is what can help defeat him and then they they keep fighting him and then it retreats because they're like we're not scared of you it Mm -hmm. so then Bill's like we're gonna have to kill this thing Mm -hmm. because Bill's kind of a badass Bill is a badass so he goes he chases it down to the basement which just shows you how much he's conquering his feels. I think he just follows it down yeah. to the basement. He does. But when what it shows you is this is where yeah. it goes. Yeah. So well House is in the basement. Ah, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, so now they know later on they're going to know where to go yeah. to try to follow him to also, his lair. Uh, pol- go back to the police thing. There's blood and uh, ripped clothing all around the well. You think the police would have searched the only abandoned house in town for You see the kids? only cop in this movie, though? Yeah, like, there's one cop, and he does not give a fuck. No, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. So they go out onto the street, and they t- we see Eddie's mom, who's wearing a pillow stuffed under her tracksuit. Oh, I hated her fat suit. denote that she is fat. Um, and she's mad at everybody. She blames them for Eddie's broken arm. She puts Eddie in the car, and they all start fighting with each other. And this is when... Can't um, you see this is what it wants? Exactly, yeah. yeah. We gotta come together. And Bill and Richie, like, actually... Actually, one of them punches the other one in the face. I, I think, think Richie punches Bill. Yeah, they get into a fight. I don't like this part because as they turn on each other and I don't like it. And then we have their alone montage where everybody is doing their own thing and it shows they're all sad. This is the it's also the name of my autobiography. Alone montage. Uh-huh. Oh, the Mikey story. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking for a publisher. So then we see August and Henry Bowers is shooting, taking his dad's gun and trying like, and trying to shooting. murder the cat. Is he shooting at the cat? Yes. Oh, he I was saying. That. And then with the uh, Humpty or Dumpty picked up the cat and was he was like, hold, just hold it still, just hold it still. Jeez, is it the yeah. same cat that watched Georgie's arm get no, eaten off the beginning? No, that's a different woman's cat. Tell, yeah, oh, that's another cat. Cats okay. don't have the power of speech. Plus, they don't give a fuck. So this is when we see Baby Bacon is like losing his mind trying to mm-hmm. murder a cat, and then his dad walks out, and we learn why he is that way. Yeah, because Daddy Bacon. I learned watching you, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Daddy Bacon. Hundred percent. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing, with my gun? Oh, I'm cleaning it like, by yeah. shooting it. He grabs the gun. <laughs> And then starts shooting at the feet of his son. Yeah. Super scary. And then baby bacon's like crying. He's like, I actually like this line. I, I like this line too. Yeah. 
He's like, look at it, boys. This is how fast a paper man can crumble. When they're faced with fear. Yeah, when they're faced oh, with yeah. fear. I mean, it's a horrible guy delivering a cool line. I mean, it's a yeah. cool line. Yeah. I mean, it kind of tells us partly why Henry is the way he is, because yeah. it's very kick the dog, you know? So the next thing we see is there's Henry's sad and embarrassed next to the card. So then he looks up and he sees there's a red balloon on his mailbox, and he walks over. And he's he, like, did Dad remember my birthday? No, he didn't, but no. Pennywise did. <laughs> he did, yeah. Finds the switchblade that he had left in the woods. And then he goes inside and um, his dad's watching this TV show. We've been seeing the TV show through the movie. Well, his dad's asleep, but the TV's on. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, this like weird. It's like a kid's show. show. Yeah. Yeah. But all the adults are watching it. And so the, <laughs> the lady is like, it's OK, Henry, you can do it. Kill. Kill. Him. Kill your dad. Kill him. And so he walks up and he puts the switchblade against his neck and he just pushes the button and like kills his dad. Bleeds all and you over see Pennywise on the TV saying, kill him, kill him, With, like, kill the him, kill him. All him. of like yeah. a kid show. No, this yeah, is kill them all. Kill, oh, kill, them, kill them all. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, because right. he's killed his dad now, and now Pennywise is telling him to go kill the losers. And I thought this scene was very effective. Super mm-hmm. creepy. The way it was shot. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I hated it. <laughs> um, this isn't the kind of scary that really scares me though. Like it was really creepy and freaky, but it wasn't like a jump scare. So I no, appreciated this scare. type of scare. Yeah, the more like unsettling, just dark yeah. scariness. Yeah. yeah. And then the boy's covered in blood for the rest the movie of his dad's blood. Well, the rest right. of his life at least. So then Bev is at home and she's trying to leave and she goes up to the door and this The door is padlocked. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's oh. so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the dad has found her postcard and is now like, are you still my little girl? I worry about you, Bevy. I've been hearing that you've been hanging out with six boys. Mm-hmm. Are they making you do womanly things or whatever he says? Now oh. to be fair, I would be concerned about my daughter hanging out in her underwear with a group of boys, but but this is not the right way to handle it. No. Because what he does is straight up attacks her and she knees him. She this like, is why I think he had done stuff yeah, to her before. I thought you're my little girl. Still, yeah. And stuff like that. It was making me feel real weird. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to. It's, but it, it implied that he had touched her. In a, in a, it might have in the movie. In the book, he is not. But this happens differently in the book, too. I sort of like what she does to him, though, because oh, yeah. she kicks him in the nuts and then in the face, which is sort of what Ben does on some yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the nut then, shot and then the face kick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then she runs to the bathroom, locks the door, and yeah. then he walks to the bathroom, realizes it's locked, kicks down the door, and she's nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. And then he walks to the shower, shower curtain. moves yeah. the shower curtain, and she breaks the fucking top of the toilet mm-hmm. over his head. Over his face, yeah. yeah and then she is... just leaves him bleeding onto the floor. Like, I hope mm-hmm. he's dead. Yeah. I, they don't really address if he is or not in the movie, but, yeah. oh man, I hope he's dead. I know, I do really like that they added this part, because I think it's a little more nuanced in the book, but the extremity of what we see, I think, warrants what she does. Yes. Well, it also, uh, it kind of mirrors their fears. So, like, they all conquer their fears when they're in their separate areas that come back together. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, because they fought it and they are okay. So I think it kind of like you get to a point where you don't want to take any more bullshit. Yeah, after a ghost clown tries to eat your face, you know. And that carries on into the sequel or into the adult part. Like the what they learn from fighting it is relevant to their characters in the future. It's a real coming of age tale, Mikey. It is. This is when I start to get frustrated because um Bev has now oh oh and we forgot to say after she smashes dad in the face, Pennywise is right behind her. Oh yeah. And grabs her. Yeah and I Yeah and takes her. Yes. It takes her. That is a big plot point. I forgot. Yeah. Yes. And it's a 
plot point that I have a big problem with. Cause this because this is the beginning of the third act, more or less. This right. is, yes. And the reason that it pisses me off, because the next thing that happens is all the boys get together and they have to go save Bev. And I, this part of the story takes her agency away and makes her the damsel in distress. And in the book, she is just as much a warrior through all of this. And she's the one who is the best at the slingshot and she's taking a lot more charge. And I just hate that she becomes the person that they have to go rescue. Now, do you what think starts they, the third act in the book then? They just go find him again. They go oh, okay. fight him again. But they, I think they changed it because the miniseries had all that and they wanted it to be different. Well, I think the actual reason they changed it is because they took the bonding scene out, which is the part where she... Oh, yeah. Yes. So in the book, there is a very controversial part where Bev... It happens after they have defeated Pennywise the first time and they're all lost in the sewer. And this is when they do actually start to turn on each other. And if you've read the book, you know what happens... Bev sleeps with them all. It's meant to imply that she is unifying all of them. And I understand what Stephen King was going for, but it just kind of reduces her to the power of her vagina. And I don't like it. And I cannot believe it was actually ever published. But so I think the reason they changed it to this is because in the book, Bev is a unifier of all of them. And she is someone that they all come around and she kind of bonds them all together. And this is a different way of doing that without a super problematic plot point, which I'm glad they didn't put in this movie. And there's no way they could have. But it just annoys me that it took her agency away. So they round up all the boys and they go to fight Pennywise. Yes. And that just bugs me. I I see why they left it out. I mean, there's no way this movie gets made with that in it. I can't believe the book got published with that in it. So the boys all go down the well and Mike is the last one to go down. Yeah, they're like rappelling down through like a like a rope and pulley system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So they all go down and then Mike is the the last one left up in the the basement of the scary monster house. Yes. And they're going down in the well, but then they're halfway down, they're going into a tunnel. Yeah, it's not all the way down the well. All the way down the well seems to have no bottom. Right. But when we look back (laughs) up at Mike, we see baby bacon behind him and is intent on killing Mike. Yes. And Mike has the sheep killer, the air gun clips or whatever. But he doesn't have it on him. He has it behind him on the floor. And Henry picks it up and is fighting with Mike and is about to just pop him in the head with it. Mike just kind of at the very last second smacks it with his hand and Mm -hmm. it misses. Um, And so they fight for a bit and all the boys are down at the bottom and they can't get up because Henry's taking the 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 rope rope and they're just yelling, Mike, Mike, Mike. And Mike up there fighting and then eventually knocks Henry all the way down. Killing Henry. We assume. but I mean, we have to assume because he falls all the way down to the bottom of the well. We don't know how deep that well goes. Adult Henry is in the sequel. Oh. So that doesn't necessarily mean he didn't die, but and I don't know how they're going to resolve that. So Mike falls down the well. Yep. They realize that Stan is missing. They turn around. Stan's been lured off. Uh huh. So by they flute they're lady. like, yeah, by flute lady. So everyone's like, where's Stan? Where's Stan? Let's go find Stan. And then we find Stan, and Stan is like, it's like he's at like his first high school dance or maybe middle school dance, mm-hmm. and this his girlfriend's trying to kiss him, but she's using way too much mouth. Yeah. And it's like all over his cheeks. That's like the way the flute woman is like on his mouth. Yeah. Except teeth are like latched into his cheeks. 
Yeah. And he's just laying there like he's having this, like a Dementor's kiss on some level. Yeah. yeah. And he's not really into it, but it's the first time he's ever kissed a girl, so he's not right. sure if this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. Or he's like, what's just, all the yeah. hubbub about? This yeah. hurts. This I is know. horrible. Like, I'm going to have burns on my face tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, so they all, the group of them, scare Pennywise away. Mm-hmm. Well, the flute lady who is Pennywise, and you see him go into like a, like a drainage pipe, yeah. and then like you see the hand stay there, and he ducks back as the flute lady, and then ducks mm-hmm. back in yeah. as he's Pennywise. Like, just kidding, it's me. Have you figured this out yet? <laughs> and yeah. I really like this, too, because Stan's like, you guys aren't my friends. Why am I down here? And he gets really Yeah, you guys really love me. You guys love me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as he, sh- he had a person almost eat his face off. Yeah. yeah. I would oh, be yeah, upset. he's right. Yeah, he's and he has also been the one for the beginning that has really pushed back against yeah. all of this. And is like, this isn't real. But he did wander off. That's his fault. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I think Pennywise is doing things to lure each of them off because he's trying to separate them like he did in the house. And right after this, at this point, that's when you see Georgie pulling Bill away. Uh huh. So Bill wanders off by himself, but they notice it and they get up and chase after Bill. But yes. come on, how many times do you learn your lesson of like, all this ghost stuff's trying to kill us. Why? Let's not wander off in the group. They're kids, man. Yeah. No, true. they know. They know. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I agree. If I had walked in on Stan, I'd been like, guys, Stan is dead. We gotta go. <laughs> yeah, like, it's I mean, Stan. He shouldn't have wandered off. Take yeah. lesson, everyone. Yeah. Don't yeah. wander off. Be an example. <laughs> yeah. Buddy system. I don't think you would be in that sewer, though. No, honestly, if Bev had been taken, I'd have been like, hey, guys, Bev died. Uh, I'm moving. <laughs> moving Bye. to Portland, too. Um, okay, so then. Oh, and- you have a missing person, but it's just because you're a runaway? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Last seen at the bus station, no one knows what could have happened. <laughs> yeah. Ticket sticking out. It of got his him. Pocket. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you know that is my favorite color. Um, and so then Eddie is wandering around and he's in the gray water. And this is Eddie's fear of gross germ stuff. Oh, this and is they the see heads. all the heads oh. and the bodies start coming up. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's yuck. I'm out. And so then, um, oh, and we had forgotten the part where Bev wakes up in Pennywise's lair and sees him doing his little dance and he picks her up and is like, I, and she said, I'm not afraid of you, which, yeah, you she's will be. just like defied her dad who was trying to rape her. Then maybe a clown's not the scariest thing she's dealt with that day. Yeah, but yeah. then he, his mouth becomes real three sizes so big. Yeah. yeah, his mouth opens to reveal the dead lights. Three lights? Yeah, they like they hypnotize you and you're you're in the dead lights, you're kind of in a half purgatory kind of space. And it seemed like okay, so that whole floating thing seemed like that was like a spider like he would you know when he spins them up in the web and then eats them later. Yeah. It seems like that was him storing up food for his hibernation for 27 years. Yes. Is that right? Yes, actually in the book he does that. Um, The floating thing is not in the book. In the miniseries it is a spider right? Yes and no because what it actually is in the book is something that our minds can't comprehend but the form that that is closest is a spider. So yes, it appears as a spider. And there's one part where he's going, where you can see the giant spider legs coming out of him at oh, the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's referring to. I gotcha. I don't um, like spiders. That's in the final no, fight scene, which either. we're actually really close to right now. We are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen King doesn't like spiders either, and spiders pop up in a lot of his books. Um, okay, so then they go in and they see Bev hanging, and Bill tries to get him down, and then Bill sees Georgie standing over there and kind of wanders over there but then the rest of the boys come and they pull Bev down. Yeah they get on someone's shoulders. Someone gets on someone's shoulders and pulls her down. Then gets on Mike's shoulders and pulls her down. Kisses her to bring her back to life. Yeah. Yeah. This is a reference to the blood prince. And I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. Yeah she's she's reading that book or Mm. I don't know if she's reading it but it's on her vanity. You did really well about like 
eye-catching background. I always yeah, do. Yeah, um, but yeah, so he, he kisses Bev and saves the day with his love, and it's annoying, but That's what guys do. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So Bev comes back to life, and the day is saved for her, and wait, then they realize, wait, oh, wait, hey, wait. there's Georgie, and Bill's talking to Georgie, but I thought Georgie was dead. Wait, what if Ben's biggest fear is kissing a woman, and that was his oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe kissing Bev, yeah. I mean, yeah, because yeah. he, he's in love with yeah. Bev. He is. I mean, yeah. the, like, 11-year-old love, like... Yeah. So if you look at it in that context, it's a little less patriarchy. I'm annoyed with what happens to Bev's character in this scene. Not so much Ben. I love Ben. Although he does kiss a woman who is unable to give consent, which is also not cool. Um, Jenna brings her back to life. <laughs> let's, let's move let on. let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right. When he wakes her up with a kiss, that's when he talks about that he wrote the poem. Yes. She says January embers. Yeah. And he says... My heart burns there, too. Oh, it's so sad. The first part of that poem is the best. It says, your hair is winter fire. And I just love that. I think it's so pretty. Because she's a redhead. I mean, I know. I'm super into redheads. You should write her a sonnet. I'm not going to plagiarize Stephen King. I'd find a good writer. So this is where we see (laughs) Jen is so mad right now. (laughs) Jen just turned into Pennywise. It's coming right for us. (laughs) So this is when we see Bill talking to Georgie. Yes. And and one-armed Georgie. Mm, And it's so sad in the book because the reason it keeps appearing as Georgie is because Bill's biggest fear is that it's his fault that his brother died. Well, I mean, yeah. I can... It is his fault that his brother died. No. Well, it's Pennywise's fault, but... Yeah, yeah, but he put him in that situation. So No. You can go about your life doing things like making boats and expect people not to murder you. He put his brother in the situation to get killed. No. How's that Georgie's fault? He I'm made, not saying that he should feel that way, but, he but that's why he feels that, that way. Yes. He feels that way because I his brother you were would not. It was Bill's fault. His no, brother died. no, 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 no. Didn't you but, got that right, Jen? But the reason my brother is dead is because I wanted to go to Wendy's when I was 15. But that's if not that your makes fault sense. Either. No, no, no. I know, but like that is the yeah, guilt oh, that yeah, he yeah. feels. Like but I yeah. understand I that think guilt he was completely. Sick too in that scene. And like, well, another, another thing. I'm not. Yeah, but I mean that's why he feels like it's his fault because he's the one that sent him out in the rain to play with the boat. Okay, so we're both agreeing it's not his fault. Yeah, it's but not his fault that Pennywise killed okay. him. But that's why he feels I mean, like that's it's his fault. He blames himself. Yeah, I mean it is his fault. No, but that's why he feels it's his fault. No, Todd, we're not blaming this kid. He didn't murder. His brother. Listen, what was he wearing? <laughs> but yeah, so he does blame himself. So he's talking to Georgie, and I really like that he's like, I do, I want nothing more than to take you home and be a mm-hmm. part of the family again. Yeah. But you're not Georgie. Yes. And he takes the sheep gun and shoots him in the head. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's baller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's also really sad. And it's I also feel... it's baller sad. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the most effective parts of the book for me. And I thought it was done really well in the movie. I thought it was too. Is... Although I haven't read the book, but I thought they pulled this off. Oh yeah, I do too. They, they all start fighting him at this point. He oh, shoots yeah. him. Oh, because he shoots Georgie and Georgie falls back and for a second you're like, well, maybe Yeah, he, Todd was like, Oh my god, Georgie? was that really Georgie? <laughs> yeah. And so then no, he starts to like shake out and becomes Pennywise. And then Pennywise starts to fight all of them and they're jumping on him and hitting him with stuff and then he grabs Bill at some point and everyone else is just kind of off. This is Richie's moment man. It really yeah, is. Yeah I, I love, love I've never loved Richie more than this and that's saying something because I've loved him this whole time. Uh huh yeah he has a this is not what happens in the book but he's got another moment like this in the book that is just oh it's why Richie is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So they're saying 
okay, you guys can just leave him. Just let me have Bill. Yeah, you Pennywise guys is saying go that. On. Yeah, go on about your lives. It'll be fine. Just let me store and up Bill for the And Bill is winter. like, go, guys. Yeah. This is my Bill's fault. a good straight I up brought dude. him into, I brought you into this. Yeah. Go. Yeah. I'll be whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. you guys to live. Leave me. Did you guys for a second think that Richie was actually going to? Because no. he gets up and he starts talking. He's like, this is your fault, man. We told you not to do this. Yeah. Then, I didn't think for a second it would end that way. No. So, yeah. so this is when Richie gets up and he's like, yeah, this is your fault. I can't believe you made me do this. You punched me in the face. What are we even doing? And now and he grabs that I bat. gotta kill this fucking clown. Welcome yeah. to the Losers Club, asshole. <laughs> yeah, and then he starts... Uh, well, and then um, Pennywise gets up and starts running at him and uh-huh. forgets to duck when he swings the bat at his face. Yeah. But this is when everyone just goes ham on him and just starts mm-hmm. beating the shit out of Pennywise. Yes, yeah. And they How many middle schoolers down? do you think you could fight? You mean like right now? Yeah. If I was taking on seven 11 year olds? Yeah. I think I could take them. Yeah, I think I think I could. I think them. I could take them. Jen? I don't know. I think I would be more um, strategic and I think I would defeat them all without having to get into hand to hand combat. All right. You don't understand the question. No, they came <laughs> to your sewer lair to murder you. You have to fight seven 11 year olds. I mean, I could take them all. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I could take them all. But I would never want to fight 11 year olds. No, I'm not condoning. I'm not I, saying we I'm set up a children's right. fight club. Yeah. I'm just saying they all came out. You know the first rule about Children's Fight Club. I'm just saying, they're coming right for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then they fight the clown, and mm, I'm not crazy about how this ends either. He goes down into the well, and... This is his Gandalf moment. Yeah, yeah, and they're saying, we're just not afraid of you anymore, and we're taking all of our power back. And then he says fear and then his head starts to fall away and then he yeah it blows down. his mind yeah I, why did he say fear that was cheesy to he me just cracked up yeah um, maybe he just wanted you to check out mark Wahlberg's performance in the movie fear i love that movie so i honestly much. haven't seen it oh, i think Mar- we're gonna watch it doesn't mark Wahlberg finger blast someone on a roller coaster in that movie alicia silverstone yes he does it's, no it's strange the Isn't things it? i know I mean, about that movie no it's reese witherspoon oh it is reese witherspoon i mixed yeah. him up hey didn't you make out with reese witherspoon's husband on all of this is alleged on the hill behind no, the Never Store Theater? No, that's not quite how any of this happened. You just gotta own it. Ryan Phillippe needs to get on this podcast. Get, he knows what he did. now. Yeah, he knows what he did. And it was before they got together. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't like that I sucked his face off and left all these bite marks on the side. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you were know. doing it wrong, man. I know, but I just didn't know as I was 11 and in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got real. It got real dark, yeah. <laughs> so the next thing we see is uh, them sitting on the steps and she's talking about what happened and I don't care about that. But then they all stand in a circle and they decide to swear that if it ever comes back. Yeah, if they didn't kill it and it comes back in 27 years, we meet back and we kill it then. Yes. Yeah, and you can't do a gentleman's agreement. You have to do a blood oath. I do feel like, and this may be just because of the era it was written in, I feel like blood packs or like blood brothers was actually more of a thing. Because when was this book written? But no, it was back in the really. 50s when they were doing this. Yeah, I but, do think like blood promises and stuff were like more common back then. And yeah. now yeah. we're like, no. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Now you got to get Where's my tetanus shot. Purell? <laughs> Mikey, I will do a Purell pack with you uh, yeah, any day yeah, you yeah. want. Blood pack, I'm out. Purell yeah. pack, let's go. Well, so they do their their blood. I almost said they do their Purell pack. <laughs> they, do, they do their blood packed and they're all holding hands together. And they're saying, yeah, just what Todd said. They make the promise to come back if it ever comes back because they're not sure they actually killed it. I mean, they made it go away for now, but, you know. And then they just slowly field of dreams away one by one. And the order they leave is significant the last okay good to know <laughs> the last two that are left 
left are Bev and Bill. And they're sitting and they're but talking. But Ben was the third one, third wheel in it. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He read the situation, though, and he was like, I'm just going to go. How yeah. long do you think he had to wait before he was like, I don't think they're going to leave? I think left. he immediately, when he got home, was like, I got to start doing some crunches. <laughs> they he waited on that field for four hours. He's like, I think they're waiting for me to leave. Yeah, they definitely were. <laughs> Oh, Ben. I love you, Ben. So they, they're talking, and this is when they talk about her moving to Portland, and they have their little kiss moment, and it's really sweet. And then we see It Chapter 1. And until that, on the movie, it was not like officially confirmed that this was going to be the sequel, although I think everybody kind of assumed that it was. But yeah, I liked that they put the Chapter 1 in, because it didn't come out as Chapter 1. It just came out as It. So yeah, telling us that we are going to get the part two, which is them as grown-ups. And that's the movie. And that's the movie. Yeah. Yay. That is a long movie. It's a long book and it's a long story. And like what you were saying, I don't know what they could have really cut out. No, I think they did a good job taking a big, because if you're going to split it up into two movies, I think it was a good job doing the childhood parts together and then doing the adult part for the sequel. (laughs) Let's talk box office though. (laughs) So guys, this movie, $35 million production budget. Right, really? It looked higher budget than that. No, it didn't. Look at the belly on Uh, Ed's mom. That was 30 of that million. Yeah, it was only like 20 bucks. (laughs) The effects looked great. She just took all the pillows on her couch and shoved them in her windbreaker. (laughs) So it it was $35 million to make, and it grossed domestically $327 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Foreign was $372 million. So it made $700 million worldwide. It was in the top five of movies for the first six weeks it was out. First two weeks it was number one. That's really good. It crushed it. Yeah. not going to be surprised to make a third one. It's just going to say it's back. Second one? No. No, they're going to make a trilogy. Yeah. It's going to be shoehorned in like the third Hobbit movie. (laughs) (laughs) If you're laughing out there, you're a nerd and you know what I'm talking about. It's going to be a side story of like the meatpacking guy falling in love with the librarian. Oh, you know what they could do, which would be awesome, is they could make an anthology series of all the different interludes that they skipped over. That would be great. But I protest the Hobbit because that is bullshit. Um, Okay, so along with uh, box office, this is now the sound. Oh, wait, 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 one more thing about the box office. I'm sorry, Jen. It's the number one R rated horror movie. It beat out The Exorcist, which is now number two. Now, mm-hmm. if you adjust for inflation, that's not the case. Yes, you're right. But yeah. I it is the number, the number one, one horror, movie. horror movie. Yeah. I think it'll probably beat that in the sequel. It's the, no- yeah. it might. It's the number one R rated movie. No, it's the number four highest grossing R rated movie. Behind, like, Deadpool and a couple other things. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in the horror genre. Um, The trailer for this, um, when it dropped, it broke the trailer record. Also, it got uh, viewed worldwide 197 million times in 24 hours. Jesus. I know. It was crazy. And I I was one of those people. I watched it several times and cried a couple of times. I'm not a visual person. So while I'm reading this, I'm not seeing these characters in my mind. I'm just kind of going along with the story. So when I saw this trailer and I saw all these kids that I kind of feel like are my friends and I saw them for the first time and it got me a little emotional. It's a really good trailer. Let's do fun facts. That, that's one of my fun facts. facts. So that was one of my fun facts. If you're a Stephen King fan, you've been following the production of this for a long time. And it actually, the first version was going to be directed by Carrie Fukunaga, who directed the first season of True Detective. And he wrote the script, and apparently it was a much darker script. And he kind of clashed with the studio a little bit. And so he ended up dropping out of the 
production and he had already cast Pennywise as somebody else. But when he dropped out of the production, that guy pulled out too. So they kind of had to start over a little bit, but they used some of his script. And I really, I like the way they rewrote the script and Carrie Fukunaga did not write the script for the sequel. So I'm a little nervous about how they're going to do that. But Finn Wolfhard, who plays Richie, was the only one who was cast in both versions of the movie. And I think he was a smart choice because he's awesome. Yeah, he's the biggest star, I think, in the movie just because of Stranger Things. Yeah. Yes. Okay, another fun fact related to that. The Deffer brothers really wanted to direct this movie, but they weren't big enough. They weren't known at all back then. They certainly are now. They are now. And if you look at um, what Stranger Things is, it is an homage to it and Firestarter. If you put those two books together, you've kind of got the... It's like a sci-fi version of it with a Firestarter element. But yeah, so there's a lot of parallels. A lot of Richie and Eddie's scenes together were improvised. Really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. There are some things I have a problem with in this movie, but what they really get right is the kids and the feel of friendship. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you could just definitely tell these kids were like actually friends. I think Ben and Bev and Richie were the best of the kids, but all the kids were great. They really did, and they came together really well, and I like that the movie spent enough time with the kids in non-scary scenes to see their friendship grow. Did you guys remember when this came out, I was driving to work one day, and I saw a little red balloon poking out of the sewer. So when this was premiering, people were kind of putting red balloons around town. I remember that. Yes, I do remember Yeah, and it didn't just happen in Nashville. It happened other places. Okay, my last fun fact is there's a moment when um, Bill Skarsgård has, in the beginning, his eye, one of his eyes goes in another direction. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. So they were going to CGI that, and he was like, well, hold on, I can actually do that, and he just did did it right in front of him. So that's his actual eyes doing that. that. Gross. And those are my fun facts. All right, scary scale. So, Jen, what is the scary scale? Listeners, our scary scale is our ranking of how scared we were when we watched this movie today. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's how scared we were when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> All right, Todd, where are you going to rank this? Uh, this is a nine for me. Nine for you, Yeah, this really? is more scary than The Conjuring was for you me. You think so? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there are more jump scares in this than The Conjuring. It is very jump scary. Yeah. yeah this and, is horrible. And we've kind of been talking about this, Mikey and I, a little bit, because I don't remember being that scared that one of them was behind me in the theater. I don't remember a lot of jump scares at all in the theater. Oh, my God. Yeah, but we watched it today, and maybe it's just us reacting to Todd, but yeah. I, no, because usually when I watch stuff with Todd, I'm less scared because he's acting ridiculously. Rude? Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Friend. Like flipping his phone up in the air. Yeah, I usually just <laughs> laugh hysterically when Ugh. stuff is scaring Todd, but I wasn't even laughing today. It's just so serious and so scary. And there's so many unnecessary jump scares. <laughs> I think it's the the overall design and the aesthetic and like mm. all the way they play it. Yeah. And the way that it's directed and everything. I think they did a really great job. It's, it really scared me. Uh, can I just go ahead and give my rating? Yeah, yeah. go for it. I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and give it an eight. Mm, yeah. Nice. I think I'm going to give it a seven. Wow. Okay. It's like intellectually scary to me, but it doesn't scare me on as much of a visceral level. And it could be because I've read this book so many times and I know all the beats of the story and I just love all the characters. I'm going to have a hard time walking in my car. I'm going to have really? a hard time driving home. I'm I'll be walking. checking the backseat the whole time. And then when I get home, I'm going to have the, all the lights on. It's it's going to be hard for me to sleep. This tonight. was scarier than when I saw in theaters. I will say I was watching it tonight was scarier the second time, which I have never said that about a movie. I don't I think. Did think it was a little scarier for me watching it the second time, too. If I had taken my Blair Witch Project date to see this <laughs> when I was in high school, it would have ended worse than it did when it was the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> you think she would have scooted <laughs> a couple of seats over in the theater? Yeah. If that had been available so to So it didn't her. end with her like by Marking my Pipe marking your face. <laughs> 
No, I walked her to her car and we never talked again. Oh, oh until Facebook. No, I mean, honestly, we were still friends, but yeah. we, that was the only there was sort no of more talk. About that was the only pseudo date we went on. Yeah. She's like, he would never protect me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many times did you yell at the screen? She's dead. Move on. I, I mean, honestly, she, <laughs> maybe that's more of the problem. She, not that you were she couldn't outrun me. So she knew if something bad happened, it would be her that died. You would have just moved away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd have been like, yo, Rachel's you. dead. We got to move on, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to continue a relationship with someone oh, like that. Oh, my too. God. Yeah. yeah. The listeners made me watch it this week. That's right. So what are yeah. you guys making me watch next week? I am so excited. We're going to watch Us. This is going to be a new release episode. We're going to go see it in theaters when it comes oh out. God. Oh, we're going to the movies. Yes. Yeah. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies and scare the shit of the time. Yay. So a lot of you guys are probably going to see us this weekend anyway, but go see it just so on Monday when we're out there, you guys are good to listen to the episode. Let's read one of our five-star reviews. We actually got a bunch of five-star reviews in the past uh, few days. Mikey, do you want to read one? Yeah, sure. So this five-star review is from someone named Vodka Kisses, and I don't know why I love that name. I don't drink, but I love that name. So he or she says, I hate podcasts. Ironic. I used to have one, but I love these guys. Five stars. stars. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Vodka kiss. <laughs> Thank you very much, vodka kiss. We're blowing and you back your own vodka kiss. Yes. Is a vodka kiss where you like kiss all the way on the eyes of their cheeks uh, and leave bite marks? <laughs> I think so. So if you want us to read your five star review, put one on there, type some words, and I'll read it on one of the podcasts, probably, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So we are a member of the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. So make sure you check out all of their shows, like the Modern Horrors Podcast, Final Girls and Death Dying, and other things. And if you want to follow more of us, go to at Horror Virgin on any of the social channels really Facebook Instagram or Twitter or join the Facebook group which is really freaking popping off right now yeah we've actually put up a lot of extra exclusive videos on the Facebook group mm-hmm. so oh, if you want to see me freak out posting their own content yeah I like, love that making yeah. their own discussions and stuff it's, it's a really, really it's turned into a really cool community it's I like really it a fun. lot yeah yeah also if you want to follow us individually Jen Ferratu at yep. Instagram and Twitter, right? And at Gmail if you want to email me about Stephen King thoughts. There you go. And it's randolph 24 on Twitter and Instagram. And of yes. course, we are all active in the Facebook group as well. Yep. And I am at Todd J. Awesome on all of the socials. Of course, follow at Horror Virgin for the show accounts. And if you want to contribute to our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Horror Virgin. A lot of great perks there. And we really thank all of those and that can and do support us there. If you want to email us, if you have any questions or anything, email us at info at Horror Virgin. Questions, comments, concerns. concerns yeah. yeah, all of that stuff. Check out and our website. Yeah, the blog. You. I was about to say, the blog mm-hmm. is horrorversion.com. There's the blog that Jen writes and Mikey yeah. has promised oh. to write some <laughs> stuff for. I wrote and, one about Bev, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, check Nice, it out. and we've got links to our merch store and mm-hmm. stuff like that up there. Yeah, fun stuff. So, guys, that's going to be it this week. Thank you yeah. so much for hanging out with us and, and listening to us talk about it. And thank you for participating in our listener request. Yeah, really that was great. awesome. I'm so happy to be able to watch this movie so thank you for choosing it we're already got some ideas for the next ones for april and may so make sure you're paying attention awesome well guys that's gonna do it for us this week i'm jen i'm mikey and i'm your horror virgin todd have a good one guys have a good week bye nerds